It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between, we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Friday episode. We've made it to the end of the week. Thank goodness. This is a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. This is the Dinner from Hell Part 2 that started off in last week's episode. Get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. My name is Satin. I like the ganja. Satin like the weed, the weed man. I roll a blunt for Santos. And <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I saw, <laughs> I saw Satin. Satin. I want to just pull a joint out of this little puss I have at a dinner table. Satin contains multitude. <laughs> it's so I watched this last night after I got home from that party. <laughs> there were a couple moments in this episode where I was like, what the fuck? What is going on? We got, we, we, it was also revealed in this episode that Sutton can't swallow, Sutton can't swallow her own saliva. <laughs> I honestly don't know how I'm going to get through this episode, um, but I will say man, they jammed. Sorry, I didn't expect to get get the giggles so quickly. They jammed, they jammed a lot into this episode for only being 44 minutes. Thank God they didn't extend it in one of those hour and 15 ones, but they used every moment. I thought there was not... A missed scene in this. Maybe the only one was with the new lady, Anne-Marie, Wiley, and Kyle playing pickleball. That was the only thing just because, I don't know, I'm not super into hearing her story yet. We'll see how it all plays out. But that was the only kind of like, okay, slow it down to learn about a new person. But that's... That's what happens in Housewives. That's what we got to do. How the heck are you guys? Are you good? We We started off with a bang already. Man, I can't believe... I wonder when Sutton rides Santos, if she, you know, Santos is like, Sutton, please tell me you haven't smoked up before you got on top of me. And so, don't worry, Santos. I'm completely sober from weed and alcohol. I say, I say before I ride your precious back and pet your mane. I say, I say, oh gosh, we're going to have fun today, you guys. Uh, If you like this podcast, and why wouldn't you? Uh, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, and keep this whole keep this whole operation afloat, folks. We, we're putting a lot of work in here, especially near the holidays. How's everybody doing with the holidays? Is it it's 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 
every day. It's, it's creeping closer. Whew. Oh my goodness. Um, so we got that. Also, we have the holiday gift guide that Meditza just put together over on our Substack. That's in the show notes. Go over. It's totally free to sign up for the Substack. You get like weekly to like bi-weekly uh, updates. And we put together this really cool gift guide where all three of us, Sandra, Meditza, and myself, just put some creators out there that we think make for really great holiday gifts. So sign up over there. Also, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I'm going to be doing an update on the Patreon, I think, right after this tonight. Uh, so that'll be up there. And uh, we'll be doing another live Patreon this month, plus a couple of other surprises. And sign up now to get your holiday card. We do uh, a really fun holiday card every year. And the last Gosh, two or three, the last three times we've done it, it's been just great. So sign up now to uh, get your get your holiday card from the So Bad It's Good team. Uh, I'm trying to think what other promotional stuff I need to do before I can get into this. God, I hate promoting stuff. Don't I just feel like the biggest douchebag. And that's the name of the game, like with like creators and stuff. But how do you not just feel like a tool? Like every time I even try to like make a TikTok video or something, I just feel like a gigantic douchebag. And I think, you you know, it's like you can just read it on my face. Like I'm just like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, God, I'm so sometimes in admiration slash horror of the people that can actually do that well. I've got to work. I've got to 2024. That 2024 is the year when I really get used to it. That's that's going to be the year. OK, let me tell you about this Hollywood House of premiere party that I went to that I told you about on the Salt Lake recap yesterday. Oh, my gosh, that's Salt Lake recap. I hope did you guys like that? I had such a fun time doing that. And I don't know if it's just because I did it earlier in the day than I usually do most. And by the way, I'm doing this now a little bit earlier than I usually do, too. And I, I'm i like, I know that's like, duh, but for me, I'm like, how come it's like I enjoy it more and I have more energy during the day? Because usually I'm recording with you guys at like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. at night. And so I'm just like in the, I'm just like just dragging sometimes, even though I expend a lot of energy, it just sometimes you're just like trying to get to that finish line. So it's really nice. That's why I think I really enjoyed that Salt Lake recap. Um, so last night, the Hollywood House Lift season two is on Amazon Freebie or Amazon Prime. It's Jeff Lewis's reality show where he renovates celebrity, you know, celebrity domiciles and a lot of celebrities involved. Uh, and it's really fun. I got to watch the I got to watch this entire season and it's really good. I, you know, I I love I God, I'm an oh, I'm an OG flipping out lover. And I've been doing that serious Jeff Lewis uh, radio show and hosting the after show Um Gosh, I think I've been on like five or six times or maybe, I don't know, but it's been really fun. I love radio. I love doing all that kind of stuff. So if you've been listening over there, I think you can tell how good of a time I've been having. So I was going to this because I have to promote Hollywood House Lift, not on the podcast, but I have to, you know, make a couple videos and that's not even anything to do with Jeff, like uh, Amazon Freebie that's through them that reached out and that's how I got to watch the episodes. So I got invited to this premiere party at the Sunset Tower at the tower bar. And I don't think I had been there before, even though it's kind of an iconic legendary hotspot in uh, Hollywood and has been, it's like really classy. So it was like a premiere and I had to like get dressed up in like a suit. And that was already pissing me off because you know me, I like to be in my basketball shorts. So we get there and it is, you know, you already see the step and repeats and I could have done the step and repeat, but I just, I don't, I don't, I I've never I've not done a real step and repeat before and also just have to explain who I am to like photographer like I'm Ryan Bailey from so so bad it's good just have to explain I don't know 
you know, I have, I probably could be so much further if I didn't have all the bullshit in my head telling me not to and being embarrassed by things. I think you guys listen and you're like another one of those, duh. Yeah. But it's, it's always in there. So you know, I was watching like the step and repeat and it was funny. And immediately we get in there and we're hit by Vicky Gunvalson. Like Vicky Gunvalson is immediately in there. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Vicky's here. And I'll, I'll share a couple of little tidbits from the night. Uh, Shannon Bedore was there. She wasn't drinking. But I, I will say this, Shannon Bedore looked amazing. I, I've not seen Shannon Bedore look that good. I mean, she looked, I mean, I'm really, and I've been critical of Shannon. She looked stunning, like just rich, re- looked really beautiful. And cause I wanted to go up to her and be like, fuck John Jansen, fuck John Jansen. But I didn't, I didn't think that was appropriate. <laughs> It's probably not appropriate. And I, you know, like I can talk tough on this podcast, but in person, I'm a completely different animal. And I was ha- when we had um, the uh, Housewives Nightcap ladies on on Wednesday, Emily and Lauren, which you need to go follow them or listen to their show or even listen to the podcast we did with them because it was so fun. But uh, they mentioned they're like, wow, you know, I think it was Emily said, your Instagram is so different than how you are because you can kind of be biting or cutting. And I'm like, yeah, it is interesting how I will. You know, I'll put out like kind of a, not a snarky, it can be snarky at times. I'll put out a joke or something that can be cutting, but that's not, it's not who I am. If you meet me or if you listen to this podcast, you guys know that I actually have a heart and soul. Uh, some, some days, you know, halfway through the week, usually not, but at the beginning and the end of the week, I usually have heart and soul. But I, I, I just, it's sometimes I don't go up and introduce myself and explain what I do because I would be horrified if Shannon Vador ever listened to the show or me talking about it. like that, that, that will sometimes keep me up at night because I've gotten now hip to the fact that certain housewives and certain Bravo celebrities do listen to the show. Shout out. If you guys are listening, please stop. Um, is it like, oh, I want to be able to feel free to say whatever I want. Um, and I think by the way, you know, even thinking about it and, and I, you know, even with Sandoval and Scandoval, I really said my honest opinions because, you know, I was friendly with Tom Sandoval, but I still spoke exactly what I felt about that situation so much so that it kind of turned me off of Tom. And it was funny. I was uh, listening to clips of the uh, Twats pod with Freddie and Tamara, and uh, they interviewed the two Toms. And I, I was enjoying the clips that I was hearing. I mean, not enjoying is not the word. I thought it was good information, but it was also this, it just shows you how psychologically we we view ourselves and how we always paint ourselves as the victims in any scenario, because nobody really truly goes through life looking at themselves as the villain. And if they do, it's kind of in a, oh, I have to play the villain, I guess, in reality television. But they're not going through their daily life going, I am pure evil. I love it. I love being a villain. I just really have negative thoughts 24-7. No. So it's really interesting still to this day to hear Tom find new ways to pivot about how, you know, it always just comes off a little like I'm the victim Ariana sucks. You don't understand. Like it always just comes off like that. And now the new iteration of this was, you don't understand. I was truly in love with Rachel, dude. I was in love with her, dude. And she just dipped out on me. So now Rachel is the asshole. Like Rachel broke Tom's heart, allegedly from Tom's side of the story. And that's why it's so important to get everybody's side of the story. And also just to remember that I usually am right in everything that I say. (laughs) I got to tell you, man, I might even listen to the Twats pod for the first time just for that interview. And maybe I'll do a recap on the Patreon or something because I was like, okay, this has piqued my interest. This has 
piqued my interest and it seems like they are being somewhat pressing on the questions that they asked these two gentlemen. Um, but like I said, initially when Scandal broke, you know, this Tom's redemption has already come. Like everybody's kind of just accepted. Okay. He's just another one of those douchey dudes, you know, and, 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 you know, he's basically a nice guy that does really bad things. You know, we've heard that time and time again. So it'll be interesting as season 11, starts ramping up and it is ramping up now. They're actually doing a Vanderpump rules special this next week called like, like rumors and lies, 10 seasons of rumors and lies, I think is the title, which I'm like, imagine that, <laughs> imagine that being your the calling card of your show of like 10 seasons of complete betrayal and ass douchery. Uh, but I'm excited to watch that because <laughs> we love mess. Also today, I believe, uh, I'm on the shenanigans pod or shenanigans with Sheena Shea and I'm joined by Kiki Monique. And I got to tell you, I'm excited to see how they edit that down because the conversation we had, I thought was, I thought was really good. And I thought there was some good dirt revealed. Um, so go listen to that. I had a really great time doing that. And I think it was interesting, especially, I hope she leaves the stuff in that we talked about in terms of Rachel Raquel, because I, I, I really hope they leave that section in and don't cut it because I thought that was really telling. And I can't tell you, oh God, I was, I, I was given some dirt about Rachel's podcast that I'm not allowed to say. Maybe I can say it in the future, but, uh, it is exactly what I've been thinking. And I've been, ta I talked about on Monday's show about what I would do if I was Rachel. And I think I talked about it last Friday as well. And I got to tell you, it doesn't seem like she's doing what I think she should be doing. And, uh, I hope she actually, and, and whoever's involved really start putting the work in to make this opportunity work because like I said, there's so many podcasts out there. There's, there's so many competition for your ears, dear listeners. You know, there's, there's so I, I think I'm going to just hold a sandwich board down by Sutton Concept. The black, like, please listen to So Bad It's Good. I need your support. I say, I say. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather 
jacket. And I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Okay, so gentlemen, I love how I can just get completely sidetracked. Oh yeah, Hollywood Housewives. You know who is there, you guys? Um, uh, Chris Hansen, the host of, uh, you know, uh, to catch a predator. He's been on so bad. It's good. Got to meet him, him and his lovely wife were there. Um, uh, let's see who else. Uh, okay. So Shannon was there. Kristen Takeman was there. Vicky Gunvalson was there. I finally got to meet Jackie Schimmel in person. Oh my gosh. Jackie Schimmel, Schimmel and her friend that she came with, they were so funny and nice. And uh, I, I, I just enjoyed meeting her so, so much. She makes me laugh so hard. And so it was great to see her. Um, I loved that. Uh, let's see who, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting. Oh, you know, uh, Ronald Gladden, the lead of Jury Duty, that Amazon freebie show that I loved where they pranked this dude, Ronald, for the entire season uh, by making him go to a fake jury duty. He was there and it cracks me up is that now he's like a Hollywood celebrity. He was like in a fitted, like kind of hip suit around, like surrounded by people. He had like a trimmed up beard and he just signed a two year, I think, first look deal potentially with Amazon to create new projects. And I was like, dude, every project they greenlight, it should just be a prank on Ronald. You know, Ronald should develop a movie and they're like, sure, buddy, let's do that. And then it's just another prank on Ronald. That should be the whole first look deal. But he's like a Hollywood mover and shaker now. And I was like, this is wild. Like by next year, he's going to be completely burnt out and just just on the I don't know. I just I can't I, I thought that was so so Hollywood. I met a lot of uh, podcasters and, oh, Amy Phillips. I got to talk to her for a while. We talked for a long time, actually. I love Amy Phillips. Her podcast, Drama Darling is out and it's amazing. I think she's going to come on the show in 2024 and, and maybe me on hers, but I, I think she is just so damn talented. Uh, Donna bowling from, uh, I think it's daily dish with Donna. I call her Dana. I was just told that her name's Donna and I feel like a jerk because I've been calling her Dana because she spells her name like Dana. Donna, if you're listening, let's go to D O N N A. I know that's probably not how you've spelled it your entire life, but I just feel just for me, just for my thick, thick elephant brain, I I really hope we can change the spelling of your name. Just so uh, then, of course, Justin Martindale. Uh, I'm trying to think who else that I I know I'm missing out huge pieces of it, but I those things are funny. Like I got immediately sweaty when I got there because you know it's like when I get into an environment that I get nerve, like just my body turns to water, and then I got over that, and then it was it was all systems go. Uh, Bravo breaking news was there. Bravo Betch was there. Kiki Monique talk of shame was there. And it's awesome always to get to hang with them. Uh, talk to Jeff Lewis a little bit. Uh, Jeff brought his daughter for the first hour Monroe. And that was very cute. What a, what a darling, darling, cute child. 
oh, I just really, when I said darling child, I was like, oh, that's just sounds horrible coming out of my mouth. I swear to God, I'm starting to talk. And, and you guys have noticed this over the course of this past year. I've, I've started to talk like an 80 year old man. I'm like, here's a Werther's original. You're a darling, you're a darling young person. Um, but it was great, man. Got a, got a gift bag on the way out, man. That's what I've been to like a couple of events in this last month and I'm new to gift bags, but these gift bags, you guys, there's like real stuff in them. There is real stuff in these gift bags. And so I'm just like, how do I, this is great. I can re-gift a lot. Hey dad, guess who's getting a six month subscription to audible.com. You are, um, but they had like, you know, kind of drinks, games and a DJ. Oh, uh, um, Kelly Dodd and her husband, Rick, were there. Uh, Kelly was talking with Vicky and Shannon a lot. I noticed um, who else? I'm trying to think if there was a, there was no real dirt. It was like actually just a really fun time. And then Justin and a bunch of people were like keeping the party going. But I was like, dude, I got I have work to do. I had to put out the Salt Lake recap. I'd finished it, but I still had to upload it and watch Beverly Hills last night. I don't know why I'm just giving you a personal diary. I'll give you a timestamp where you can start the Beverly Hills recap. Um, but they kept going. But I just, you know, I, I have to work every day. And as much as I want to, like, go out and, like, just get crazy, you know, I just the party itself was amazing. It's, oh, Fortune Feimster was there. I got to meet her. That was awesome. Uh, I think she is so funny. Um, I know I'm for I know I'm leaving out huge swaths of people that I met and had conversations with. Oh, I had a really delightful conversation with Carney Wilson, who's on Jeff's uh, channel a lot. And she's just, I mean, we all know her, of course, from Wilson Phillips, but she's had such an insane career and she's just a really lovely person to talk to. And it seems like she's one of those people that kind of knows a little about everything and seems like such an empathetic person. And uh, I thought, uh, I, and, and for her to even know who I am, you, you, you got to understand though, I was a kid when like, hold on came out and that was such a banner cassette tape that all of us kids owned. And for her to like, say my name. And I know this sounds, uh, gosh, I, I know this sounds weird, but you got to see like, that's such a trip. Like I, you know, I had that Wilson Phillips cassette tape and I remember them being at the top of MTV music videos. And I just thought little Ryan would freak out. And that's what I, somebody said this the other day about it. It's like, it's like my life is turning into this gigantic make a wish. Um, even though I work really hard, it's in those situations. You're kind of just, your mind is blown, but I was thinking about it in terms of housewives. Cause I, I was watching Dorit and I was thinking like Dorit's having such a weird season in the sense of, you know, I think the fans truly love Dorit. And then sometimes storylines will, you know, either, you know, even raise you higher or kind of lower you. And then there'll be rumors of like, you know, is she going to be demoted? Blah, blah, blah. And Dorit is at such a weird point in her career. And I just wonder with all housewives, I think you get into this pipeline of this kind of level of success in terms of reality television, but you want more. Like, you know, it's like, I wonder what Dorit wants at this point, like where she's headed because the lifespan of a housewife, we really, some of them last forever, like Kyle Richards, but then some of them, you can come and go like a flash of the pan. And like, it depends on how many brand deals you get, but like, you always got to be kind of looking for that next thing. And what is that next thing for Dorit? Like, how do you actually put a housewife's career and make it more? I mean, do you start a podcast? It seems like the podcast market is completely flooded at this point. Like, how do you get to that next level? Because I was just thinking about last night. It's like all of these kind of cool things are happening, but I still want more. And I don't mean in like this, um, 
like power hungry kind of thing. But I'm like, yeah, let's put the pedal to the metal. Let's go. Let's see what else I can do. Let's see. Let's see, you know? And uh, I was just thinking about that in terms of housewives of like, I wonder if that starts creating problems for them when they just kind of get power hungry. I'm not saying Dorit is power hungry at all, but you see it in somebody like, um, oh, what's her name? She used to be on Housewives and now she seems to be losing it. On Oh, Lisa Rinna. <laughs> what's up, Ryan? I hear you're bringing me up again on your show. I love it, you know, publicity. <laughs> so she's, I mean, she'll show up to the opening of an envelope right now, but she's going to a lot of big fashion shows which sometimes they take care of your travel and all that, but you still have to pay a little bit of money. And I just imagine Lisa is now having to work harder than she's ever worked in her life to kind of catapult past the housewives not bringing her back. Now, you know, Lisa was able to leave of her own accord, but at the same time, Bravo and Andy were very much like, yeah, I think that's the right move. And then she tried to get back on the show and they were like, no, we liked your first idea better. So now she's kind of doing these interviews of like, Lisa, what was your, what was your favorite thing that you did this year? What was the best thing? And she's like, leaving housewives. (laughs) And I just think that's such a bad look, a dumb look. And just from a business perspective, uh, idiotic when you say something like that, because you know, in five years, they'll have her back. But if she continues to badmouth them, there's no need to bring her back. You don't need that like cyclone of negativity. And this, we see this a lot with Bethany Frankel, which I would imagine in the next six months, if if not sooner, you will see a podcast interview with Lisa Rinna and Bethany Frankel. I feel like that's a no-brainer. In fact, I, I would imagine Bethany's been begging her to come on. Like, I, I just feel like the time is right. When you when they start talking shit about Bravo in the press and start seeming really ungrateful, I'm like, oh, that's that's Bethany. That's called chum in the water. Bethany can spell that shit. They're like, what does that smell? Oh, it's Lisa Rinna saying something bad. Lisa Rinna saying something bad about Bravo. Let's get her on. But she now has to do like so much work in terms of just personal styling, something that's going to jump scare you every time you open up. You're like, oh, my God, your hair, you dyed it so black, you know. And, uh, you know, she's got her daughters always kind of lurking over there. It's like weird because Lisa kind of leans on her daughters now for that TikTok crowd, but also they lean on her. It's a very symbiotic uh, yin yang relationship. I just find it really sometimes it bums me out because I'm just like, I wonder if Lisa like now there's somebody that I think really wants the world. There's like a power hungry element. And I I also think there's like kind of an ungrateful element like we talked about yesterday, uh, you know, when they were talking about Ariana being in Chicago, the musical on Broadway. And then Lisa Rinna was like, I did it before I was affiliated with Bravo. Like she left a comment on a post like complimenting all of the Bravo celebrities that have been in Chicago and Lisa needed to point out. And then somebody, I think it was Rex Reed on Twitter said, uh, like pulled up a review of Lisa Rinna from Chicago and said it was horrible. And I was like, girl, just be grateful. Your name is being mentioned. Like, I just don't understand the constant negativity that you need to continue with. But also it just cracks me up the fact that she has to like try different looks each time. But she's at an interesting point too, because like the real Housewives fans, we like appreciate Rinna, you know, like I I can still say like, oh my God, she has so many iconic moments on Housewives. I'm not delusional. Um, But uh, I can also say uh, really a lot of horrible moments that I thought kind of just didn't fit in with the show at all at a certain point. But she's at that interesting place where enough people know her from the show. Like the Bravo fans 
appreciate her, but are also like, ah, girl, you are a little cringe at times. But she has enough fame where people that don't know her and don't watch Bravo go, wow, she must be really popular on Bravo. So she's able to kind of book these things in the year after because most of these advertising companies and things, they're not like true fans of Housewives. They just look at people who are talking about people. They're like, oh, Lisa's name seems to be in the news a lot. We should add her to the list. And I just wonder how long that's going to go for. And as you pivot into this kind of different different character archetype of being that person that is known just for being famous, but also the one that's going to dress up weird, you know, like now all of a sudden you're the carrot top where you're like, you have to do a whole new expensive look for each thing. So people keep talking about you good or bad. You got to get the big old weird sunglasses. Your, your hair's probably falling out because you're dying in so many different colors and you're in that thing where now you are kind of this elite version of somebody that's on Hollywood squares, just showing up at everything to keep your name and your image out there. But what does that lead to? She had the American horror story thing, which people said she did very good in. She does know her way around a camera. I just wonder that. I don't know. I'm very curious to watch Lisa Rinna's career in the next year. And let me know what you guys think about this as well. Um, okay. 25. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's what we usually do on here. Just 25 minutes in we start, uh, real housewives of Beverly Hills. This episode is called dazed and accused season 13, episode seven. Now that of course is a play on dazed and confused. Uh, the amazing, the, I mean, truly one of the best, I love dazed and confused that movie. Uh, very, very special. All right. All right. All right. All right. The, I keep getting older. These girls stay the same age. All right. Or whatever that fucking line is. But that is uh, a very pothead friendly, uh, movie. And of course we are at a THC dinner and then Sutton pulls out a joint. So perfectly titled episode. Also, as always, I want to thank Juliana Carroza who takes notes on these. She's such an amazing note taker and it just allows me to let my mind go free and think weird thoughts like Sutton, you know, selling dime bags of weed around high schools. Like those are the things I think when I know I have good notes and then I can just watch the show when my mind just kind of goes off and thinks of weird scenarios. And we'll dip into those weird scenarios as we always do throughout the course of this recap. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. 
That's rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code rebag10. Also, I am so mad at Denise Richards. Like, listen, if you are going to come back on this show in any capacity, what did I say? I said, you better come correct because these ladies, like the way you left, you cannot have a couple of drinks or a whole tub full of bathtub gin before you show up to these things. What is that? Like, listen, I want to root for you, but help me help you. I'm fully Jerry Maguiring right now. It's like you come, you're like, ah, you know what you did. Yeah. Uh, Eric, like I was like, ah, you have one shot, one opportunity, as Eminem says, mom spaghetti. And you come like that. You come all like, like, girl, don't give people reasons to laugh at you. Please, my God, you used to be married to Charlie Sheen. You know this better than anybody else in the world. And that, like, I at one at one point I was like, wait, does Denise think Erica's Lisa Rinna? <laughs> I was like, wait, help! And she didn't even eat the THC stuff. Like, my God, like she was on like for a THC party. Denise abstaining from it, but still being the highest one at the table. How is that? Like, my God. Like when shit like that happens, these other ladies, like Dorit's like, oh my God, beep, boop, 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 Denise. Like it was wild. I just don't understand. I don't know if it was nerves. Like if you were just pounding them going into this situation, but like, how do you come to this point in your life and, and still make that big of a mistake when you're going to be mic'd up with cameras? Like what, what is going, I was so frustrated with it did you guys feel the same way or did you just enjoy it um (laughs) um, okay so this is the summary of this uh episode as the weed dinner continues kyle and sutton's friendship seems to go up in smoke garcelle and crystal's struggle (laughs) kyle and sutton's friendship seems to go up in smoke the ganja stand up for your rights by the way, also Bravo did this subtly amazing thing. If you turn up the volume during the week, the week party in certain of Suns, they had light reggae music playing. It was like it was so dumb. I, I loved it so much. They did like a Bravo Housewives version of like stoner music. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're playing Sublime, like, <laughs> trucking, uh, trucking. <laughs> the only thing they didn't do, and thank God they didn't, I thought they were going to do like those stupid editing things where they make it like an acid trip or something, you know, and like do all the colors of a kaleidoscope or something. So anyways, their friendship seems to go up in smoke. Weed reference. Garcelle and Crystal struggle to make sense of Denise's showdown with Erica. Listen, I'm still trying to make sense of that, okay? And Dorit schools PK on their children's future, which is a great turn of phrase, too, because the children's future is about their schooling. So Dorit schools, loving whoever wrote this. I got, Whoever wrote this over at Bravo did a great summary this week. And then Kyle turns to sister Kim for advice. Kim Richards returns to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we find out that she uh, is coloring on her own walls. That's right, folks. Kim uh, does not have access to paper and is now doing beautiful artwork. Uh, I mean, truly, actually really beautiful artwork, but she's 
coloring directly on her walls. And that was a huge no-no for me. I got uh, I got in trouble when I was eight for doing that on my wall from my mom. So I just can't imagine uh, how that even... You know what? I just want everybody to be happy. Previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we get a collection of scenes from the, the past couple of episodes. And PK, it's like... Is she is, is she is. And we have Dorit appearing as pretty woman, red dress, remember at the hotel for their anniversary celebration surprise. You remember that when they had the Berlin, like take my breath away, even though that song isn't from pretty woman soundtrack. PK's like, you look amazing. And Dorit's like, I'm not my best yet, PK. And PK's like, I definitely struggle to understand the puts the thing, the PTSD. Uh, PK, I, I feel like it's interesting that this is their storyline for the season is the PK not understanding the trauma that Dorit has been through. Um, I, I find that interesting in a different way that I find the Kyle and Mauricio relationship, which is just kind of a non-facing of it, even though the other cast members are trying to bring it on, especially Sutton, as a storyline. But the Dorit PK stuff is, I feel like this was agreed on beforehand, but it's interesting of like, yeah, I'll come off like a prick. I'll tell them I don't understand your pain and your putster and you gotta get you gotta pick it up. I'm eating bags of crisps in the kitchen and I need you to be okay. And then we have a scene of Erica of like, I wanna be back on stage. I wanna be making new music. And Erica's publicist, Alexis, is like, wait, you make music? No. <laughs> Erica's publicist goes, Yeah, I can I can make some calls and see. Like that's I do I need a publicist that can just make some calls and see? And then Erica's like yeah, if there's any interest. And Erica's publicist is like, or even if they'll take a meeting. And then we have a scene with Kyle and Sutton where Kyle's like, you just seemed off, like odd. I don't know what it is. And Sutton's like, well, maybe I think something's off with you, I say, I say. And Sutton and her talking head go, well, the news is Mauricio may be having an affair, I say, I say. Now, the big, my big bone to pick with this entire episode is that we don't have Morgan Wade. How do you give us Morgan Wade in this past episode last week? And she crushes it. We get to see this amazing, flirtatious, fun, flirty friendship, live, laugh, loving all the way to the tattoo parlor. And we don't follow it up. Like, listen, I needed a phone call at least. I'm like, what are you doing? It's me, Morgan. How's your THC party going? <laughs> I got a lot of comments about my Morgan. She stalked me. She st By the way, I might just go ahead and do the scenes from last week with Morgan again, because those were so fun. She stalked me. Oh, last night when I was at that Jeff Lewis party, you guys, I was taking a piss and I was checking. Hey, we talk like bros. I slipped out my Jimmy and I was taking a whiz. Um, and I checked my phone and Kyle Richards like I made this meme last week about like a fully tattooed man. And I said, Kyle, by the end of the season. And then Kyle Richards, like a week later last night, liked it and went like something like, LOL, LOL. And I was like, Kyle, I wrote back immediately. Um, it's one of those. And I was thinking about this too. Like there are some housewives that I just don't like. Right. But I do want to say that if you are a housewife, I already kind of just baseline like you or appreciate you in some form, right? But then there are housewives I just don't like at all. They're, they're like, oh, I just don't want to talk to him. But Kyle is that kind of housewife that I disagree with certain things about Kyle, but I still really like Kyle. But I also am going to be honest about Kyle 
through what we get access to the information that we get access to. And then of course I'll speculate and that's, you know, that's what I do, but, uh, I still, man, I would love to interview Kyle at some point. I don't think she would ever be able to, I mean, I think she's too big to do the show obviously, but also I don't know. Like those are the things too, as you interview some of these people, like they can't go to the places that you want them to go because you want to just ask real questions and go, what is it like? How, I mean, like, tell me about the feelings. And also we talked about on Monday's episode or Tuesday's episode about Kyle's friend, you know, trigger warning, you know, talking about taking her own life, which Kyle's now talked about, but I want that more on the show. And why wasn't that brought up the show sooner? Because it's a perfect example of why certain behaviors are exhibiting, why, why you're acting certain ways, because you are dealing with huge life shakes ups like your friend. Um, I would love to talk to Kyle, but it's interesting because Kyle only knows me from making kind of stupid memes about her. Like I did the Wayne and Garth meme where her and Morgan looked like Wayne and Garth from uh, Wayne's world. And I just, I just imagine if she has any awareness, she's like, Oh God, that guy's a shit. What a little shit that guy is. And I'm like, no, I'm a big shit. Anyways, uh, we pick back up at Kyle's TCA THC CBD dinner party. They've got it all. And also we had Denise and Camille arriving. They are the special guests. And we have these herb chef, Chris, and he's like, it's a five course meal optionally infused with cannabis. And Erica screams, I want to feel something, but I don't want to see like lights. And I'm like, what do you love seeing lights? I'm a showman. I'm the greatest showman. I'll pat the puss. I want everybody to watch me pat the puss. Sutton in the scene is like, my ex-husband, Kyle, is leaving the country, I say, I say. And Kyle's like, I'm not saying it's not a situation you can't be sad over. I'm saying I think it's an excuse. And Sutton's like, well, what's your excuse? Yeah, I'm going to turn it right back around on you, chump. And Sutton at the dinner table is like, is there something going on in your personal life, I say, I say, that you would like to share? And then Anne Marie, the new, the new lady, who I'm like, let's ease in, Anne Marie. Anne Marie's like, what? Well, she, she, well, she kind of did this high pitch of like, what though? And then Garcelle immediately goes, her marriage. Because Sutton was dancing around it. Sutton does like she's like an awkward, even though she's on the board of a ballet foundation, very klutzy on her feet in terms of bringing topics onto the show. So she's like a little heavy handed about it. And then Garcelle last week finally goes, her marriage. No taglines this week. We don't have time for taglines. The show picks up at that weed dinner party. And Garcelle's like, Kyle, what's with the new band? The 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 ring. Like, we're, we're all paying attention to jewelry nonstop. And Sutton's like, yeah, you haven't been wearing your wedding ring. Kyle's like, right. It's in the bank. And I, <laughs> this, this is me too. I'm like, wait a sec. I can like deposit jewelry at like Wells Fargo. And I know it probably means a safe deposit box, but I think I am going to go to Wells Fargo this weekend and try to drop off my Apple watch and go, Hey, could you store? <laughs> hey, could you... I'm going back to Arizona for the holidays. Could you guys keep a hold of my Apple watch and this pinky wing ring that got passed down to me from my great grandfather? I just want to see what they say. Like, is there a deposit? Can I put it in like an envelope and a deposit box? Um, so Kyle's like, yeah, it's, it's in the bank. And so it's like, well, you know, all of these things kind of, they kind of add up. And Kyle's like, so this is what you're lost about that. I had a different ring on that I bought myself. And Erica immediately chimes in. She's like, how? I didn't wear mine for years. <laughs> all my jewelry is in a very private bank. So those, vic those greedy victims can't get nothing. <laughs> and Garcelle's like, well, was it a makeup band, Kyle? And Kyle's like, a makeup band? 
So what you're saying is my husband cheated on me. And she blurts it out and like, like looks around the, everybody's looking around the table and says like, did I say that? Kind of like, uh, <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> the family math. Did I do, did, did I say that? And guy's like, you want my husband to have cheated and bought me that band? And Eric's like, whoa. And son's like, well, I'm happy. I'm content with all of your answers. I'll say, I'll say. And I love also the Sutton and Garcelle team up. There is this element. Do you guys notice it? Uh, like there is this good cop, bad cop or bad cop, bad cop with Sutton and Garcelle so much so that I wish there would be like a buddy. Like I, I wish at this point we would just put Kyle in an interrogation room and Sutton's like, well, you don't, you don't want to get my partner Garcelle upset because, you know, I, I'm pretty, I'm what they call nice. I like to tap dance around the issues, I say, I say. But Garcelle, she gets mad and she'll just come in and tell you what's what. I would love that. Anyways, and Faye Resnick, the morally reprehensible Faye Resnick pipes up and says, but that's weird when you say that. That feels wrong. And Kyle's like, I don't say what's wrong with you if I'm going through a hard time and exercising and not drinking, because guess what? Even if I have two glasses of wine, the next day I feel down and depressed. I can't afford to feel depressed right now. And there's a huge pause. And then she goes, okay, I don't want to feel depressed. Like really, ener- like really energetic all of a sudden. And I mean, on its face, I, I totally get that, right? Like she's making... And especially if you factor her friend and stuff, it's like she can't go down a dark path. But that's hard when you have to film a show like Housewives and also to be ignorant to the fact that, of course, they're going to try to pull pull in your marriage issues on this show. Of course they are. You spent 13 seasons on this show. You know this better than anybody else. Denise, (laughs) Denise quietly goes, "What's, what's what's going on right now? Like she's on a different, I don't even think she truly knows who who any of these ladies at the table are. She's just like on her facial reactions and like her, like it looks like she's having like Bell's palsy issues at certain point. Like it's just so weird and unfortunate. And I hate this for her because I wanted her return to be somewhat victorious, but not this way. And Garcelle quietly after Denise says this goes, girl, girl. And then Kyle goes, my friends like Faye, we've had conversations like this. And son's like, well, maybe we're not as good of friends as I thought. I'll say, I'll say. And this is what I talked about all week is these friendships on housewives. Yes. It's not as good of a friendship as you thought. Are you kidding me? Like Sutton, do not think these are real friendships. Like these are show friendships um, for the most part. I mean, some of them have, you know, are actual friendships, but you know what I'm saying? Why would you think that with Kyle ever? And uh, Kyle's like, okay, well, I don't think a friend would ask like that. And Sutton is like, in that room back there, that was very quiet, I say, I say, referring to the conversation she had with Kyle last week. And Kyle's like, that was at your house. And now we get something that is going to be beat into death all season, two weeks earlier at Sutton's. And we have the infamous name them scene once again, where Kyle's like, you have the habit of losing your shit in ridiculous circumstances too. Name them. That was, name them. Well, well, what you name them? They did was ridiculous. Name them. Uh, no. Name them. Well, be quiet. I said, name them. Let me talk. Jesus. We come back to this scene and son's like, well, I had a lot going on. And then Kyle condescendingly goes, I know. And son's like, well, and I'm sorry for that. I say, I say, I'm sorry how you reacted as well. And uh, this is when Santos, Sutton's horse, just bursts in of like, 
I heard the call. Santos, no. I told you I'd give you the signal when I need you to come and stomp out. I'm just having a quiet conversation with Kyle right now, Santos. Please, go eat some carrots in the backyard. I'll see, I'll see. So, um... Sorry. We get a flashback again to Sutton's kitchen where Kyle flippantly stands up. It's like, I hope you're well. I am. And we'll talk another time. And Kyle's stomping out. And then in this scene, Kyle sarcastically says, well, thank you for apologizing on my behalf. And Sutton's like, you're welcome. And then Kyle mumbles, okay, anyway. And it's really tense. And at this point, I was just, I was praying for Erica to be like, did I, did I do that? Yeah. Like something to break the tension. Like I wish there had just been like a, like a just gigantic fart rip through there because it is so tense. Now food is being served, the weed food. And Kyle has a very bitchy face on right now. She's like, what is this we're having? <laughs> Server's like, uh, the chef will be right out. And the chef appears. He's like, hey, so sorry to interrupt. Uh, this is a sun choke. It's a Jerusalem artichoke with hollandaise sauce, dates, syrup, harissa, and a little bit of tomato con. Cassé, Cassé, I don't know, in there. And Anne-Marie bites and she's like, oh, this is really good. And uh, also, I just would love if every THC dish, it's like not actually infused. It's just like, it's just a huge chunk of weed. Like, oh, it's all of these. And then you just see a huge weed piece right in the middle with like a stem, like the whole thing. And Garcelle goes, Anne-Marie, I want to know more about you. And I was like, I don't. And uh, Anne-Marie goes, well, what would, you, what would you like to know? And Erica interrupts and rifles on, how tall are you? What do you weigh? Do you have kids? And Anne-Marie's like, I'm 5'9", 160, married, four kids. Wow. And then Kyle's still steaming from this sudden conversation. Have you gotten any gifts lately? And Anne-Marie's like, I mean... Not those kind of gifts, talking about the jewelry. Just kidding, just kidding. And they all laugh like this is hysterical. And Kyle's like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, bullshit, Kyle. Kyle, don't bullshit a bullshitter. We know that guys do stupid things and then buy gifts. God, if <laughs> still thinking we missed on that with uh, Sandoval. Ariana made it to like, I wonder, like, dude, I bought you a new microphone, dude, because I know you love the thing, Ariana. Please take me back, dude. Um. So Kyle says, but what I want to know is, did he say, I cheated on you? Here's a gift to Garcelle. And Garcelle's like, oh, he bought the gift afterwards to sort of like lure me back after you knew. Yeah, yeah. And then Justin, uh, Kyle's friend, is like, so Garcelle, you didn't have it. I, I had no clue. Not one inkling. I thought I won the lotto on husbands. I really did. I have now grown to believe that he is a great dad and a horrible husband. But... Life continues after divorce. And Erica's like, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I do want to point out, Erica is not even divorced from Tom Girardi still. So, and I don't believe they were truly kind of like living as a quote unquote married couple uh, during their marriage. So I do find it interesting when Erica tries to glom on to an idea of like, yeah, that's exactly, you know, we try couples counseling. We try, like, could you imagine Tom Girardi in couples counseling of like, I want to tell you a story about John Wayne, sir. We're here to talk about your marriage. John comes into my house. I'm 16 years old. Like <laughs> he always tells everybody the damn John Wayne story. I'm Betch's co-founder, Jordana Abraham. And this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. 
Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Anyways, Cynthia Bailey, I forgot she was there. Cynthia fucking Bailey is there. And Cindy's like, there is life after divorce. But I also think there's something to be said about being able to be just single for a while. And Eric goes, ah, great. <laughs> so I wish, God, I wish Erica was completely honest with who she's hooked up with since, who she's gotten certain monies from. I mean, come on. Cynthia goes, I feel like everyone at this table can have a man. And I was like, Cynthia or a woman, she stalked me. Come on, let's speak up for the ladies as well. And Erica's like, oh, no. And Cynthia goes, what I love is when I see relationships where you have a true partnership. You know what I mean? That's what's special. I mean, I think she kind of like Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. <laughs> so Erica goes, this is great, you guys. And you can tell the weed is starting to work because Erica is is getting looser in a good way, actually. Erica goes, I want one good love affair, you know? And I was like, God, you already have one, Erica. Your love affair with the stage, with the audience. I love the way Erica speaks about entertainment. You know, the transfer of energy. And Denise is like, you really haven't had one? Denise's voice is so weirdly hoarse. And Erica very loudly goes, I want one of those songs you see in the movies where you can't, you just can't be a pawn. And like, oh my gosh, we must be together. Like romantic. And you do all these things. And she's like doing like jazz hands in the air after every word. She's like, so she's so high, but whatever would be great. She's like, I want it like the movies, like that one movie where they were tracking down that guy and then loved it so much. And then, uh, her head wound up in the box in the end. Uh, uh, Erica, you talking about seven? Yeah, like seven. <laughs> yeah, like seven. That was romantic. I'm Erica Jane. Or oh, that one movie where the girl goes to Vegas and then she like eats a cheeseburger really fast and then she gets a job and she ends up her titties on stage and she fucks in a swimming pool. You talking about showgirls? Yeah, that's so romantic. <laughs> that's so romantic. It's amazing. I want love like that. <laughs> Sorry. Sutton. Sutton in a talking head goes, Elka, Elka, you you had a love affair like in the movies. It's it's Harold and Maude, only in reverse, which will probably be eventually made into a lifetime movie or something like that. Now, if you guys don't know, Harold and Maude actually is a beautiful movie, I believe, made in the late 70s. Um, about a young boy that falls in love with a, a, a like a grandmotherly kind of type character, but it's a really kind of beautiful movie. I don't know if that movie, I mean, that movie could be made today, I guess, but it just would be considered like, oh my God, disgusting, which I still want to tell you my thoughts on that movie, May, December with Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. I watched on Netflix this week. I want to talk about that still. 
Um, but uh, I, I thought this was great. Also, there's is there a way in fucking hell that Erica Jane has seen Harold and Maude? Like, I just wonder, I, I, I worry about that. This is not even funny, but I do worry about like the history of film and then are people seeing like what I consider classic still, or like just how much of the Bravo audience even is aware of what Harold and Maude is. Cause I thought that was great. They even flash a photo of a young Erica when she and Tom first met. And then we get a flashback to a scene that we saw in an earlier season. Uh, oh no, that's not at this point. Sorry. Um, then, uh, we cut back to this scene and Denise is talking to the chef. She's like, what do you think? Are you single? And the chef's like, I'm not single. You're married? Yeah. And then Denise to Camille goes, <laughs> poor bastard. And Erica's like, I don't want to play games in a relationship. I don't care whether you're rich or poor. Uh, you know, rich, bro. And that's when you know Erica's fucking high as a kite. Like, wait, Erica all of a sudden like, I don't care. I've never cared about money. Yeah, no way. Not me, Erica Jane. And Anne-Marie yelled because Justin's like making faces. I, I think we were all Justin in the scene because Justin was like, what? And Anne-Marie's like, Justin, stop it. Uh, and Dorit's like, wait a minute. Did you just say you don't care if they're rich or poor? And Erica's like, what I'm saying is you have a love affair with someone. That's what I'm talking about. Not like an arrangement again. So she's kind of now pushing this narrative. I love when people push a narrative after the fact that there was an arrangement with Tom Girardi and Eric and I talking head, you go, you know, Tom was very established and had his own life for many years. And I was fit into his life. And this is when we see the flashback to 2015, the LA chief of police is just hanging out in a restaurant and comes up to Tom and Erica. And, you know, this is what I love about, you know, your tax dollars at work. Like policemen are just like, just coming up in full uniform at a fancy restaurant. And Eric's like, what are you doing? And the chief's like, well, I'm just having lunch with, uh, with the lady. I think he says a lady, not the lady. And I was like, that's also creepy too. Like he's like on duty. He's just like showing up to a fancy restaurant, having lunch with a lady in a corner. And the chief's like, well, I saw you guys in here and I thought I'd say hi. And Eric's like, nice. And then she's like, well, uh, enjoy your lunch. And Eric's like, thank you. Eric continues in a talking head. And I don't want to do that again. I want to carve out my own life and have someone meet me and let's go forward together. It would be truly amazing if she's now in like a full bloom romance. Like, you know, they shop at the Dollar Tree, kind of a trailer element. Like I would. And I just don't think this is realistic or what Erica wants at all. But I think it sounds nice. And Dreek goes, Denise. And Denise is like, what? she's like just like her face she's leaning at weird angles and dude's like how does it feel to be with the group it's been so long beep boop 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 and denise that weird strangled chicken voice is like yeah you know what it's so nice it's nice it's really nice and camille kind of sits back and takes notes of denise's behavior and probably why camille stayed so quiet throughout the episode of she was like Oh, fuck. Like, this this couldn't have been good for Camille's IBS, by the way. And Denise, like, it, it really is. And Dorit's like, did you miss everyone? And Denise's like, I did. And Garcia's like, everyone? And Erica cackles, like, <laughs> And Denise is like, everyone. Uh, I do have a question for you. And she points to Erica, and Garcia's like, oh. And Denise goes, why you treated me a certain way after I met you. And I mean, I could say this about me and you, you and I, 
the first time I met you, you were so sweet and <clears throat> so lovely. <laughs> and she paused, like a big pause on Denise. And Erica's just squinting her eyes at Denise, kind of like, what the fuck did I just eat? Like, what is happening here? We get a flashback to 2018 at Butter Love and Hard Work with the girls. And Erica's like, Denise, how'd you meet Aaron? And Denise is like, so I met, like totally normal voice. So I met him at this center and we had at his center and we had sex in one of the rooms, which also I just think about like, doesn't Aaron do uh, obviously alternative medicine, but still like if I go to your alternative med, like alternative medicine spot, Aaron, I'm going to have to like potentially sit on semen of some sort. Like what the fuck? Like, honestly, that's your place of work. And like people are sitting down and, and I know it's alternative medicine. Does that mean like jizz? Like what, it, what, what does alternative medicine mean? Like you and also, he's like, you do, what? I love that I'm complete. I was completely frustrated. I was like, whoa. And she's like, we had sex in one of his rooms. And Erica's like, I heard that you and Aaron having sex is right up there with my favorite pawn. And they all laugh back then. But Denise continues in this scene and goes, and then a year later was a different dynamic. And Erica's like, Denise. And she does that, you know, cold, uh, just kind of straightforward dialogue that Erica does. She's like, Denise. I don't feel anything personal towards you. I know that. And meanwhile, the ladies are being served another course, chicken with truffle Mussolini and pressed spinach, giant hunk of weed. And then he's like, no, you know what I'm talking about. And she's like, just slithering. It's so bizarre. I wish I could do this imitation. <clears throat> and Eric's like, no, I don't. And then he's like, well, I'm asking you, what did I do to you? Dorit, we have a shot of her taking a big bite. And then Eric is like, can you tell me what it is, though? Because I'm not clear. And Kyle, now we have a shot of her taking a big bite. And I love, I mean, we're all just confused here at the table. And Denise is like, <clears throat> well, I'll be very clear. You were so kind to me. And I was like, oh, my God, she's so sweet. She's so lovely. Da, 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 da. And then when I came to do my... Uh, and then she goes, sorry, you guys, I have such a bad cold. You know, when you're fucked up though, like when you start talking and you get into a fourth sentence and you like are aware that people are staring at you in a different way. Like I've been in those situations where like, I need to excuse myself. In fact, I had one of those situations. I've talked about this multiple, like at the uh, Roni premiere party in New York, I like was shit canned hammered and I had been uh, drinking a lot during the premiere party, Tracy Morrissey, I remember, and to Sarah Galley as well, gave us like an edible. I was at, and then we went to, uh, the Regency, you know, where Harry Dubin hangs out. And I pounded like two gigantic martinis and I was so shit canned. In fact, like I just remember like all of a sudden, like I was like, it was spins, it was spin city. And I had to excuse myself it was bad. It was very, very bad. But like I was, oh, you know, you get to a point where you do, you do become aware. And I just wonder if Denise ever became fully aware and said, this is not a good scene, especially when there are cameras there. Eric and I talking head goes, well, I'm high, but I don't know what she is. She's on another level. And I wish they had cut to, uh, they should cut to that scene when Harry met Sally, where that lady in the diner is like, I'll have what she's having after Meg Ryan has like that gi gigantic orgasmic display at the sandwich shop. You know, I, I mean, that's kind of what this is because I'm sure they were all like, damn, what is she on? So uh, then Garcelle is like, 
Denise is slurring her words a little bit. Maybe Denise had a drink, you know, just before she came because she was nervous. And Dorit and a talking head's like, I don't know what Denise is partaking in, but <laughs> I kind of want some of that right now. Beep, boop, boop, boop. I love Dorit commenting on the wastedness of Denise. And in this, like she has one of those hairstyles that looks like um, somebody completely stoned comes up with of like, let's put like, it looks like 30 curlers and just make it like on the right side of her head, like the leaning tower of Pisa. Uh, in the scene, Denise is like, you're very different towards me. And son's like, well, what happened with Erica's mood? And Kyle's like, what's the specific moment that bothered you the most, Denise? And Denise is like, oh, come on, guys. We're grown-ass adults, and you know what I'm talking about. And Eric's like, no, I don't. I really don't. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Really? And Denise is like, you really don't? And Eric's like, I'm sorry. I don't remember. What What are you talking about? I'm just, and this is like, this is like a perfect stoner conversation though of like, it just, it really is. And Denise is like, well, I don't know what to say. And Garcel's like, oh, Denise is just staring at Erica and kind of like wagging her chin like it's the movement is even really bizarre Sutton in a talking head's like well come on Denise you can say it what exactly did Erica do to you I say I say and Denise's like okay and Erica's like is there something specific that you're pointing out or is it just like a whole thing and Denise's like a whole thing Justin by the way looks riveted could you imagine being this is what I wish VR reality headsets were for I would love to just be sitting there in this moment I mean do you would aren't those the best slash worse when you're at some kind of function and somebody's completely losing their shit and you know they've had too much and you're just like oh my god I can't believe I get to watch this but I'm really scared at the same time and uh Kyle's like um do do you have an example? And Eric's like, yeah, can you give me an example? I just, and he's like, I don't need to give an example. Go watch the show. Watch the show. That's your example. Watch the show. This is when I feel like one of the ladies at the table should have been bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. We should have like called and like called an audible. Stop this whole thing. And been like, yeah, Denise, why the fuck didn't you say bravo, 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 fucking bravo. I need out of here. And Eric's like, wait, what's happening? And Denise's like, if you need to take a second, watch the show and then come back and do this. Fucking great. And Garcia's like, oh, oh, I would love if they did stop this and make Erica go back and watch three seasons and then come back to this dinner. Crystal and a talking head is like, this weed dinner is kicking in right now. Denise, what are you? T-? And she's loud. She's like, Denise, what are you talking about? Watch the show. What show? What? And then she, Crystal keeps going. What, bitch? What? <laughs> and this is when they start playing the reggae reggae music, the reggae tone, like dong 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 Now Denise is like, the first time I met you, you were so sweet, Erica. And then a year later, it was a different dynamic. What did I do? You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. I really don't. I'm sorry. And then she goes, really? 
her voice, Denise's voice goes, really? And it cracks. Now, Crystal just losing her shit. Faye is covering her face with her hand, trying to hide her laughing. Kyle sneering around the table. Everyone's just staring at Denise, and Denise is staring at Erica. Now, Garcelle in a talking head goes, who is this Erica? She's as cool as a cucumber. She's not lunging at Denise. The old Erica would be like, bitch, what are you on? First off, Erica's high. And second off, she doesn't fucking have Mr. Numbnuts, Lisa Renna. I don't know why I called Lisa Renna Mr. Numbnuts, Mrs. Numbnuts, there to kind of like egg her on because Lisa would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about, Denise? <laughs> what are you? I'm going to eat you up right now for a story like, <laughs> Erica goes, would you like to say what I did? And Garcelle goes, please say it. And Denise goes, I don't even know how to explain it. And Garcelle's like, just do it. And Denise's like, I was so fucking nice to you. Okay. And you were a bitch to me, Erica. Okay. And you know it. I do? Okay. Just like own it. Own what? You know, truly a great question. Erica's like, I don't own anything. <laughs> I've hidden it all for those greedy victims. And Denise is like, that. And everyone is leaning in on this back and forth between them. Eric and I talking, Ed goes, I am so confused and high. We're having a good time. And you're ruining my high. I have no idea what you're talking about. And neither do you. Now, Denise is looking at Erica like she's almost growling. She's like, it's like primal. And Erica's like, okay, Denise, I apologize to you, you know? Thank you. You're welcome. Like she goes, thank you. You're welcome. Um, very, we're all stumped. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Chef Chris is like leaning at the door. And he's like, dude, Denise Richards is fucked up. <laughs> this is the Downton Abbey I want to see. Like, holy fuck. What is Denise? On? Hey, what did you serve, Randy? How much weed did you put? She's, she's not eating it. What? She's not even eating the shit we made. I thought she got her hands on some bad ganja, man. Faye breaks the ice and goes, hey, remember OJ Simpson? No, she goes, this is an amazing dinner. I'm obsessed. And Cynthia's like, and I think I'm high. And Erica's like, you are. You feel something. And Justin's like, I feel it. And Erica's like, yeah, I really feel it. And Sutton now, this is the <laughs> Sutton. <laughs> I... <laughs> Sutton, Sutton, as she's known to do. No, she's not. Sutton decides to pull a joint out of her purse. And Chris, the herb chef, is like, hey, is that a joint over there? Amazing. And Eric's like, she's got a lot up on the table. And they do it like a tight shot of the joint. And I was like, what is going on? And Sutton's like, well, I'm sorry. I was I was told I could. And Garcelle's like, oh, laughing. And Eric's like, excuse me, your girlfriend. And Sutton draws on the joint. Like, you know, it's like, I say, I say, I'm just going to get a little, get a little spiritual right now. I say, I say, yeah, I'm just smoking a little of the, uh, the good stuff. Yeah. And Sutton's like, well, Kyle said I could. And Garcelle goes, in the house. Wow, Sutton Strack. Now, Dorit, of course, now she's fanning her face. of like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, no. What if they test me for, for drugs? <laughs> and Sutton's like, well, this is totally legal. It is funny, though, because we, of course, you know, Crystal makes this point in a second, is that <laughs> Sutton is such a contradiction. I love her so much because... You know, we just had her at the magic mic where she wore, you know, hump pants so she can get humped on. 
And then she left that offended that she didn't get humped on. But she said, well, listen, I'm on the American Ballet Federation. I say, I say, this is completely unbecoming for me to get thrusted upon with wieners and bowls at a Magic Mike show. But now she's like, like, like the American Ballet, they're like, we fucking hate dicks and rubbing up on people, but we love weed. Um, so son's, son's like, wait, this is totally legal. And Eric's like, hitting the trees right at the fucking table. And Faye's like, oh no, I, I, I cannot. I, I cough every single time. I'm like, okay, sure, Faye. And Eric's like, I just thought you'd never pull out a joint. I'm sorry. And Crystal in a talking head goes, I love my girl Sutton, but she is a walking contradiction. Over here, she's like smoking a joint. And in Vegas, she can't even deal with a few half-naked men. And we again flash back to that Magic Mike scene, the perfect moment of the scene where Erica spread a, a spread eagle, you know, and the and the, the guy is doing like space work, oral sex on her. And I hate Erica Jane's face in this so much because she's like, it's like supposed to be kind of fun. And in the scene, she's like, yeah, what that clown? Yeah, get in there. Get down on that mop. Pat my puss with your tongue. It's such, she looks like she's so into it. And uh, we have that scene of Sutton walking out of like, I cannot. I'm on the board of the American Ballet Foundation. I don't do that. Crystal in her talking head goes, that's Sutton. And Sutton in this scene is like, there are some things about me that you all don't know. Y'all don't know sometimes. You know, uh, there are some things about good old Sutton. Now, I think this would be kind of a weirdly baller move if Sutton doesn't usually carry a joint in her purse and she was just trying to like create a moment which would be kind of amazing because then just you see the weed just like knock her out like what oh shit well i'm seeing fucking stars i say i need to eat a pizza and watch the third season of well of the oc right now i don't know what's happening i say i say um i truly i just you know usually you can see like moments coming and i just didn't see this moment coming at all and I'm also just the audacity of lighting up in the house with the cameras. I really, truly want to know what Sutton was thinking overall. Like she had to have been, I just love, but Sutton, obviously just a woman of the world. She just, I smoke the ganja. What you want to call it? The ganja, the reefer, you know, give me a blunt. Hey, happy 420. You know, give me a little of that green. That bang, and we'll have a tea party, I say, I say. A little hash heesh, a bud, a dope, a blaze. Gonna marry Jane. You know, get, let's, let's, uh, let's smoke some trees, I say, I say. You know, pot, grass, herb, chronic, Aunt Mary, joint, woolly, smoke weed every day, I say, I say. You know, you know Sutton is down with all of that stuff. Sutton gets the best greens, right? <laughs> Everybody knows that. Um, so Erica goes, I mean, okay. Now they serve a chocolate tort with strawberry sorbet and chocolate sable. And Kyle's like, and the dessert does not have THC. It only has CBD. I get so confused on THC, CBD, all, you know, like LVP. I don't, it's like, okay, cool. And Dreed's like, honey, the THC is in the air. Um, and Erica goes like, <laughs> and then Garcelle's like, well, I'm going to go to the restroom. Whatever you do, don't say anything really juicy without me. And Sutton gets up to go with Garcelle. Uh, you know, Sutton's like, well, after I smoke weed, I got to take a big old shit. 
Um, and Denise is, Denise gets up as well. <laughs> well, the ladies get stopped by Denise, and Denise is like, "Can I talk to you privately? Because I don't know what to say about this." And Garcelle yells for Sutton to come and says, well, I'm coming. Sutton, Denise, and Kyle leave the dining room area and they're walking down the hall, passing a windowless opening into another room that contains the bar. And Denise, still awkwardly, throwing her hands out toward like, and is like, whoa, this too. Well, oh, come here. Kyle gives her non-friend Sutton a weird look about Denise's kooky behavior. When I feel like Kyle could give her a weird look at just about busting out a joint at the dinner table, Kyle and I talking to her goes, I do not understand what's going on with Denise. I haven't seen her eat a lot of this weed-infused food, and it doesn't seem like she's drinking that much. And Garcelle's like, what happened? And Denise starts, she's like, <laughs> and Garcelle's like, did something else happen? And Denise is whispering, she's like, how the fuck does she not understand in regards to Erica? Kyle and a talking head continues, either she partaked before she got here this evening. I don't understand what's happening. I always love the talking heads where they act clueless. Like, I don't know. I don't know how somebody could get like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. She like overdrank or there's a lot of elements at play here. Garcelle goes, Erica felt like a deer in headlights, Denise. I don't think she really understood. Oh, she did. Okay. She's a fucking dumb fuck, Denise says. And Garcelle's like, oh, damn. Okay. And uh, Denise is like, she is. And Sun's like, what? She's a dumb fuck. And Garcelle's like, dumb fuck. And Sun's like, oh, okie dokie. I'll say, I'll say. And Denise's like, we all knew. She fucking knew. And Sun's laughing and like, oh, oh God, oh God. And then suddenly they're talking to her, goes, well, sometimes Denise can say, can't say exactly what she means when she needs to say it, you know? And Sun's like, well, you don't know what you're talking about, Denise. And Denise is like, are you joking? Suddenly they're talking to her, goes, but. She's Denise, you know, who fucking cares? If I were Denise Richards, I'd be walking around naked, drinking tequila, slurring my words. I don't even like tequila, but that's what I'd be doing. I mean, some might argue she's already actually doing that. Just sans nudity. It would be great at the next dinner from hell. Sons, I will. Uh, pardon me while I fully disrobe. Yeah, let me introduce you to my beaver. This is uh, Princess Sutton, I call her. I'm going to smoke weed and drink a little tequila. Uh, I'm going to ride home on Santos, just bareback, just naked, floating in the wind. My name's Sutton Strack. I got a pound of good Colombian weed, and I'm just going <laughs> going down to Snoop's, Snoop's studio, I say, I say, and just, you know, we'll get, we'll get correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Santos. The ladies have all migrated to the bar area, and Garcelle's like, Who's high? Raise your hand. And Cynthia's like, I. And Camille's like, me too. Oh, forgot you were here, Camille. And Cynthia's like, well, but not high. And then Dorit scoots up to Denise. Is this on backwards? Because Denise has like this furry, fluffy pink jacket thing. And it's obviously backwards. But Denise, you know, Den like Dorit, don't, don't help out right now. Denise is like, no, backwards. And Dorit's feeling around the collar for a clothing tag. Are you sure? It's upside down. And Denise is like, no. And they showed Dorit hugging Denise in the jacket two hours earlier. And it looks like eight inches longer in the back. And then it does now. And Dorit whispers, I think it's upside down. And Denise is like, is yours upside down? And Dorit's like, mine? And Dorit's like, fuck no. What are you talking about? And Denise's like, don't do this, Dorit. 
don't do this. I know what you're doing. Don't do this. But I will say in Denise's defense, fucked up. Yeah, but also she does not trust these women. Like She had a horrible experience on Housewives. And this is why it's such a shame that Lisa Rinna, you know, I mean, because this the real conversation that needs to be had is between Lisa Rinna and Denise. But she truly doesn't trust these women. Denise did not know what she signed up for when she signed up for this. And I think Denise lives her life in a very different bubble than the way we live our lives. So you can just tell she is just on her heels, which maybe that's why I led her to getting wasted before she got there. But it it progressively happened because when we saw her last week's episode, she was loose, but she wasn't like this. And Dorit goes, I swear, I think your jacket, I think your jacket is upside down. And Denise is like, no, stop it. I know what you're doing. And Dorit kind of leans in and whispers like she's like, she's like, about your jacket? And Denise is like, I don't give a flying ass fuck about a jacket. And Dorit whispers, okay, well, it's upside down. And he's like, stop it. Don't do this. What am I doing, Denise? What am I doing? What am I doing? And this is amazing because if Denise is like a little stone, you do this when you like, you know, that time when you're like in your like teens or your 20s when, you know, weed was actually like, it was like still like, oh my God, like just, let's get together and get like stoned, man. And you would do those parties and then, you know, like the people that were really stoned, I used to do this thing. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I would like, you would be like holding a box that wasn't there. And you'd be like, I've got a box. And when I put it, and then you would do space work. And when I put it over my head, it's going to, and then you would stop talking, but you would keep your lips moving because it would mess with them. And then you'd be like, and then you would open like a space work door in the box. It's over their head. And you'd be like, don't worry, there's a door. And then you would close the door and go back to just like moving your lips without sound. And they'd be like, oh man, stop it, man. Stop messing with me, dude. And it's kind of like that with Dorit right here. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, I almost thought at some point, Denise was like, shut the fuck off and like push her. And Dorit and talking to her goes, maybe Denise is onto something. And in two years, we'll all be wearing upside down jackets. And it'll be the hottest trend. But right now, <laughs> it's a hard no for me. And Denise is staring Dorit down. And Dorit goes, okay. And Kyle interjects, everything okay? And Denise is like, I'm, uh, I'm going to head out. <laughs> and Kyle's like, you're going to head out? Like, kind of like, what? We're just getting going. I'll walk you out. And Denise is like, um, it's almost 11. And Kyle's like, I'll walk you. And Dorit goes, bye. <laughs> Erica and Crystal sit down to Kiki on the sofa and Erica's like, sit with me, Crystal. We look like primary colors because they're wearing like primary color dresses and they're high. And Kyle walks Denise out and Kyle's like, you seem better now. And Denise is like, oh, my God, it's probably worse. Probably waking up to the fact that she completely face planted this scene. And then Erica and then goes, did Denise leave? Uh, and Chris is like, all good? Yeah, all good. Denise is outside of the car, and Denise is like, she's such a fucking asshole. I never did anything to her. And Crystal in bed, we're like flip-flopping scene. So now we go back in with Crystal and Erica, and Crystal's like, well, you apologize in the end. And Erica's like, but I also don't really quite know what I'm apologizing for. It did kind of ruin my buzz, though. I love this. Is By the way, we can thank Erica's therapist of like, you be so proud of me. I apologized the other day. Don't know what's for. Just said sorry. And uh, yeah, 
I feel good. I don't even know what I, I don't even know if it is a feeling, but I think I feel good. Denise is in the car getting buckled in and yeah, yeah let's buckle her in. Let's, uh, let's get her strapped down. And Kyle's like, bye. And then inside the house, Dorit's like, okay, then, well. And Sun's like, well, it's like the house of whores here today. I still am now just watching Sun because Sun doesn't seem like out of her mind. Like, what if Sun's like one of those people that can smoke a massive amount? Well, I, you know, I'm one of those what they call wake and bake. You know, I get a, I got a six foot graphite bong that I smoke out of. I got a vaporizer with what it does. It burns the weed and then it just gets a lot of smoke and then I just suck that in and uh, then I go play with Santo. <laughs> go play with Santos. <laughs> I'm going to hotbox Santos. Hey, Santo, come in. Come on, go to Sutton's garage right here. I'm going to close this door and I'm going to smoke out of this six foot graphite bong, Santos. You're going to feel things that your horsey head never imagined. I swear. On Halloween, Sutton's giving out weed. Yeah. Oh, mom, mom, I just got uh, I just got a package of edibles over at this lady's house down the street. Yeah. Well, you just right, don't. Yeah, everybody just take one. Don't be greedy. I went to one of my favorite weed stores. I got a lot of just single roll joints and a lot of edibles. And make sure you make sure you tell you know these are five milligrams. It won't be you know it's gonna be a light trip. Not nothing to worry about. Tell your parents. Um. So Erica goes, you can always count on somebody around here to ruin your good time. And Crystal laughs. I do want to point out every one of these ladies has had not this weird of a scene. But remember last season, was it last season or the season before where Erica was like shit canned on that yacht? When she's like, I'm going to take a nap now. Like she like pissed on the couch upstairs. Um, So, uh. Oh, I do. I'll play this at the end, I think, because there there is this great after show now on if you watch on Peacock, there's like a 24 minute after show they just started doing with interviews with the ladies about this episode. And I think they'll do that in the future as well. But it's like 24 minutes of them talking about these scenes in different like matchups. Like I think it was like Erica and Kyle and Anne-Marie was by herself and there was like Sutton and Garcelle. But it kind of adds if you have Peacock, I, I really do recommend it. So Anne-Marie is still there, the new the newbie. And Anne-Marie's like, Sutton, are you a night owl? Well, I wake up at 6, I say, I say. And Anne-Marie's like, I wake up at 4.30. It's not a contest, Anne-Marie. And Garcelle's like, she works out. And Anne-Marie's like, so my husband literally sleeps for like four hours a night. I wait, dude, I I, I am so envious of humans that can do that. They're, it's like a gene or something. I wish if I could get some kind of surgery to add that gene, I would love that. And son's like, well, Martha Stewart said four hours. You know, she also went to prison. I'll say, I'll say, I love that she just, that is a little stoner behavior of like, Martha Stewart said four hours of sleep. Well, she also went to prison. And Dorit's like, how are you feeling, Kyle? That was intense. And Kyle's like, I know. Well, that's not a fucking friend. That's not cool. I know. I think they're talking about uh, Sutton. And this is the point I would have put in the show. Kyle going like, um, I got to go. Uh, I got to go do touch ups on makeup. I'll be right back. And then her sneak into the bathroom. I'm like, Morgan, it's me, Kyle. I miss you. I miss you so much. Oh, my God. Kyle. Oh, uh, Morgan, you're going to be so proud of me. Guess you didn't eat any of the THC. Oh, Kyle, it's me, Morgan. I'm so happy and proud of you because we live a sober lifestyle and we like to work out. I'm 
proud of you. I know. I just wanted to tell you. I've been thinking about you all night at dinner. I love you. Bye. Oh, do you hang up? No, you. I'm going to you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. Dorit whispers to Kyle so she doesn't get caught. When you guys came back, I was like, where's Kyle? And she's like, sudden, she's like, in denial somewhere. And Kyle drops her mouth open like, oh my God, I can't believe they're talking about me. We get a flashback to that dinner table where son's like, well, she's in denial about something. And Dorit made that like, zoiks. Oh no, oh no, she didn't about my friend. And Kyle's like, Kyle like immediately, son, what am I in denial about? Her dress. Kyle's dress is so weird. Like I said, like it's like that Charlotte Roos kind of prom dress thing. Everyone stops to listen to this conversation. Sounds like, well, I don't know what you're in denial about. Kyle's like, well, if you know something, please tell me. And sounds like, oh my God, what would I know? I say, I say. And Kyle's like, I would love, that's what I'm asking you. Well, I don't know anything, Kyle. Well, if you're saying that I'm in denial, you're implying you know something. Well, it seems to me that you are. And Kyle's like, either you said it or you didn't. It's very simple. Well, yeah, it seems you're in denial about something. And Eric is like, insanity. And Kyle's like, so if you have something that you know, well, if you don't have anything to tell us, Kyle, I would like you. Well, I don't know anything. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to smoke my weed. I'm going to let it go. And Kyle's like, quit trying to gaslight me. You... (laughs) Let's fucking stop using. Quit trying to gaslight me. You're triggering me. You went in there. So I said it while I was sitting at the table. My God, I say, I say. Guys yells, wherever you said it, I don't care if you were standing on your fucking head. And Dorit goes, zoinks. And then Sun's like, well, we all know I can't stand on my head. (laughs) Erica, Crystal, and Amory crack up. I just love it. Come on. There's a lot of things you know about good old Sun Strat. I love ballet. Uh, owner of a couple minor league baseball teams, right? Okay. Uh, I love to ride dick riding pants. You know, I love that. I love arts. Uh, I love to smoke massive amounts of weed. I love my um, ocean spray uh, grapefruit juice. I love, you know, Sutton love that. And another big fact about Sutton, I, um, I can't, I don't, I'm not good at standing on my fucking head. Yep. I cannot stand on my head. We all know that. I tried it, Magic Mike. I was like, hey, does it help if I can if I can't stand on my head? If you're gonna make me stand on my head, I'd love to get humped on. But uh if if you're gonna ask me go all of a sudden to stand on my head, I just gotta I gotta bow out. I'll say, I'll say. Kyle talking real slow goes, if you have something that you know about, please share. And so I'm like, well, I don't have anything that I know about. And Dorit's like, but in denial of what? Well, that's the question. That's a million dollar question, Dorit. And Garcelle's looking at something like, oh no, uh-oh, just like Denise, here we go. And so I'm like, well, that's the question. I asked her about a household about her marriage. And Kyle now is screaming aggressively at her and pacing all over the room. What is wrong with my household? What is wrong with my house? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You don't open your mail, Kyle. It's just a pigsty with that mail. And by the way, which... (laughs) Sorry. Dorit goes, What about her household, Dorit? What about her household, Sutton? And Sutton's like, Is there something going on? Sutton in a talking head goes, Kyle is in denial about something going on with her marriage. Personally, I think I think Kyle's unhappy. People's marriages, the ebb and flow, and maybe there's no flow right now. It's, it's something I say that she doesn't want to talk about. And 
Kyle doesn't like to talk about personal things. Yeah, I mean, we know about that through 13 seasons of the show, right? Bam. Here's what I think also is at play here. This is one of those delicate dances you see on Housewives sometime where Kyle is fishing for what do you, I know you know something now, Sutton. What do you know exactly? Tell me. And I also think Sutton does know something specific, even not even just the the, the headlines. And I think Kathy might have fed Sutton, Sutton some kind of piece of information of some sort. So Sutton is kind of clumsily trying to get this onto the show. Well, these what other housewives do. I want to do. I want to do a little bit of a Lisa Rinna here and try to try to get my way. I'm not gonna say I want to try to be delicate, but she's not being delicate. I want to try to get this on the show and see what I can get Kyle to admit because I know. But Kyle, on the other end, knows that Sutton knows something and is like. Tell me, what do you know? Come on. And that's why she's so aggressive. So it's not what we see on the screen, but it's like the underneath of it all. You know, the subtext of this. And I kind of find that fascinating if you watch it through that lens. So Amory follows Kyle to the kitchen and Kyle's like, she does this. Doesn't even make sense. And Amory's like, it makes no sense. And Kyle's like, but I get so frustrated that I keep losing my shit because I get so frustrated. Of course, trying to like ingratiate the new girl of Sutton's a bad person, blah, blah, blah. She's just crazy. And Erica enters the kitchen like, you know, like, oh, I want to eat. And Erica's like, it's not fair to you, Kyle. And I don't think it's just not fair. And Kyle's like, and what is with the fucking household? Sutton enters the kitchen. It's like, well, come on, Kyle. Will you just listen to me for two seconds? I trust what you just told me. There's nothing going on, I guess. There's nothing to be worried about, I'll say, I'll say. And Kyle's like, I didn't say there's nothing going on. I told you at the retreat things haven't been amazing, which makes it even worse that you would do this shit. It's weird. It's not weird. It's what the show is about. Like, it's not weird. And we get a flashback to Eagle Woman retreat from episode one where Kyle's like, we have gone through bad times, of course, just like anybody. And it's been a very rough past year. And Eagle Woman's like, Thank you so much for sharing, Kyle. And Kyle in this scene is like, if I was really going through a hard time with that, this certainly would not be the way I approach my friend. But this is a show. And Amory's like, agreed. Oh, Amory, pipe down. Sutton's dress, by the way, also is, or whatever she's wearing the top, it is so sparkly that it's like triggering a seizure in me when I watch this. It's like it shines on, like you would catch an angle and be like, boo-doo. It would be like just pop in your eyes and it would like shine in the camera. Garcelle to Kyle goes, well, do you think there's something going on with her? Meaning going on with Sutton. And Kyle's like, I told her. I said, I didn't know if this was her first drink or your fifth or if it was your medicine for your foot. And so now Kyle has, re- Kyle has revealed that Sutton is on foot meds. How do we, now we're getting Now we're getting to the real storyline. Wait, wait, you're telling me Sutton's got gangrene? And Sutton is like, well, I take gabapentin. Yeah, I'll take Gabba Penton at night when I go to bed. You're going to tell everybody I don't eat? Because she brought that up of like, you know, Sutton like moving around food. I do want to say, because Gabba Penton sound really familiar to me. And I went and I found that this is my, uh, I have a prescription for Gabba Penton. And it's a very, I was just joking about this with Amy Phillips last night. Because when my mom was dying, or, or this was like the week she died, I talked to my psychiatrist and I was not doing bad. I was doing bad and I was not sleeping and I was still doing the show. And, um, and, uh, I was like, yo, I'm not doing well. I need you. I need something, you know? And I was like, I'm already on Lexapro and, uh, I have, I have a trazodone prescription, but that trazodone kind of makes me like, you know, once you fall asleep, you stay asleep with trazodone I found, but it kind of makes me a little like, um, 
you know, I, I just, it's like waking up from like Tylenol PM. It's like, I'm a little drowsy. So I was like, can you prescribe me something? And I didn't say like uh, Xanax or something, but I, w- I think that's what I was like looking for because I just needed something to relax me because I wasn't, I couldn't relax. I was, I'd never felt that kind of tension. And I remember my sister that Friday that my mom died. And uh, that morning she was like, dude, you look like shit. And my sister's a nurse and she took my blood pressure and my blood pressure was like bad. And she's like, if we don't get this down, we got to worry about you. And so I remembered my psychiatrist was like, well, I can't do anything, you know, cause I was like, it's just, I, and I was on it. I was like, it just, it hurts right now. I'm just, I'm going through so much. And my psychiatrist, like, I love like some people have psychiatrists are like, yeah, tell me what you need. This psychiatrist was like, well, well, it's supposed to hurt. <laughs> You're supposed to feel bad, which he's dead on. Right. I, I was supposed to, I am supposed to feel bad, but my mom died and there she was dying at the time. But he's like, listen, um, I could do like sleep. Then he said, well, there is this. It's kind of like a nerve medication and it's gabapentin. And he prescribed me this and it didn't do jack shit for me. And then I looked it up and it was like for nerve pain. So I was like, I don't have nerve pain. I don't even know why. I. So I don't have like I've got a full bottle of this stuff because it didn't do diddly squat for me. But I just cracked up because I was like, oh, my God, me and Sutton are twins. We're gabapentin twins. Um. Anyways, Kyle's like, well, you don't eat Sutton. And Sutton's like, well, yes, I do. I do eat Kyle. Kyle's like, I've seen you push it around on the plate and say you have some disorder where you choke and can't eat your food. And so now another revelation gets brought up. So we are like gloves off when now I like, it's almost like she's trying to draw Sutton out. Like, give me that information. I'm going to fucking hit you two times with personal information on camera. Um, but also this is horrible. Like this is like the way Sutton's going about it might seem weird, but she's not revealing facts the way that, I, I mean, this is low in a sense. And I will now joke about it. Sutton's like, well, see, now you're going to make fun. Really a something that is wrong with me. Now Sutton in a talking head. <laughs> oh my God. I Sutton is just my favorite. My favorite Sutton is like, oh, in a talking show, my, my esophagus disorder is not something to be made fun of. I say, I say, I can't eat certain foods. I've, I've been down for four days, not being able to swallow my own saliva. So sorry, Sutton. I'm so, and here's my friend making fun of me. What's going on in your life, Kyle? You're not drinking. Why? Why? Yeah. What's your problem that you're not drinking? Was it? Why? What? What is the problem? Did you drink too much? I don't call you out on that shit. Why are you calling me out? This poor fucking son can't even swallow saliva. Like, like no wonder. She, I've never. I'm so sorry because I'm sure I know it's a real disorder. But like Sutton goes through so much. I got a gangrene foot. I haven't been able to swallow liquids or my own saliva. I'm basically dying. Oh, Sutton, I'm going to need to update my will. You're going to meet my executor, my beautiful, beautiful main horse, Santos, with your big old horse eyes. Help me, Santos. Help me. I can't swallow. Uh, Kyle has this like vicious smirk on her face and she's like, and son's like, I'm sick of fighting with you, Kyle. I really am. And Kyle's like, me too. And son's like, you've already lost two sisters. You want to lose a third? And Dorit's like, oh shit. Oh, no, you didn't. People, Bobby, boom, boom, boom. And Kyle's like, oh, really? Now this was extremely low from Sutton. And 
it is also kind of a peek inside that Sutton really does view these as real friendships. And Sutton has gone to the point where she feels she's a third sister to Kyle. And there has never been a moment where I have ever felt there's been any kind of sister vibes because Kyle doesn't respect Sutton just flat out. And so this was wild to say because it's wildly not true, but also mean to say, because that's where you can get Kyle all the time is that relationship with, with Kathy. It's her Achilles heel, one of them. And Kyle's, you know, Eric's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Kyle's like, go fuck yourself. And Eric to Sutton's like, wow, don't do that. And Sutton's like, well, you're being really mean. You're really being mean, I'll say, I'll say. And Kyle shoves her finger in Sutton's face. Because you know why? Go fuck yourself. Because you know the truth. You've had your own situations with her and you don't want to speak up. Now they're talking about Kathy. Kathy is now in the conversation. Sutton's like, I'll tell everybody what Kathy did. And Kyle gets very animated because that's in public. But when you want to play that game with me, well, I'm not kissing. Oh, well, this is about Kathy. Kathy. And Kyle screams, you just made it about that. And Sutton's like, wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me Kathy Hilton is your, your sister? You have two different last names. How can that possibly be? no. Um, Sutton's like, well, I'll tell everybody what happened then. Kathy did not like that I did not stick up for her in the press, I'll say, I'll say. And they flushed, they flashed to Sutton being interviewed, by the way, by Lauren Herbert from Access Hollywood and Housewives Nightcap. Lauren was just on the, this podcast on Wednesday. This is an interview from BravoCon 2022 where Lauren's like, do you believe Kathy or do you believe Lisa? And Sutton's like, well, I think there's somewhere in the middle. That's where the answer truly lies. And Sutton continues in this scene. So she called me and said, you know, she yelled at me. And I told, I told Kyle, I said, I see what you experienced. I felt it firsthand. And Kyle's like, yeah, but you were real quiet that day when we were all together last time, weren't you? And we flash back to that day being the 2022 reunion and Kyle crying like a baby. He's like, I need to end up in a better place here with Kathy, my sister than when we came. And Andy's like, okay, well then I would like to try to do that. And Kathy's like, I don't know. And Kyle's like, because of what? Tell me. I don't want to talk about it. No, I'm asking you, Kyle, I don't want to talk about it. And Kyle stomps out of the kitchen in this scene and mutters, I need everyone to leave. Morgan, I need you right now. What's going on? Sutton just said something so rude. It's okay, Kyle. How's your tattoo healing, Kyle? Um, I would love, God, more Morgan Wade. Please, please, Bravo. What are you sitting on? But this is interesting. And I've always told you, and especially after watching Paris and Love season two this past weekend, which you guys need to check out, the Kathy of it all. This, you do not mess with Kathy, dude. Kathy is an operator. Kathy is behind the scenes pulling strings. Like, I I mean, it really is wild, wild. And Rinna, you numbnut, dude. The fact that you did fuck with Kathy, like, you're going to be <sighs> wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rinna, you blew it. You kind of blew it in certain ways. Um, so, uh, Erica and I talking to her goes, some woman in this group fear Kathy because she holds the access to something they want. She can lock you out of Beverly Hills or lock you out of parties or lock you out of social standing. And so it's like, I'm not kissing Kathy's ass. We have a relationship. You know, we have a friendship. Erica continues in a talking head. I've always been the rogue. I've always been the lone wolf on the outside. So I don't really care if I get invited to any old Christmas parties or if I'm not on your list. Okay, great. Perfect. 
we all we're all in agreement. Um, uh, I always love when Eric is like, "I'm a lone wolf, yeah. I'm El Solo Lobo. I'm just I'm hunting in my prey." Erica, you're so you're so phony, baloney. It's so funny. Um, yeah, like, oh, I don't care. Blah blah blah. blah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you did care. You see, yeah, you lived a life of very much caring. Flashback again to that 2022 reunion where Erica's like, she said the DJ's an old fucking beep and walked off. That's what she said to me. Kathy's like, no, never, ever. Anyone who knows me knows I don't talk like that. And Erica's like, and anyone that knows me knows I'm not lying. (laughs) These ladies are both uh, lying in this scene. (laughs) Erica, you you have lied and you definitely have lied. And Kathy... Uh, like I said at the time during those recaps that so long ago now, but I do believe Kathy did probably say, so. you know, like the, I do believe Kathy said something like that to the DJ, even though she is very supportive of, you know, gay rights. I do believe she said some stupid ass shit, you know, um, I, I especially if you watch Kathy on Paris, like Kathy says some wild shit. I don't think any of us are surprised by any of that. Eric continues in the talking head. We all know Sutton likes a good old socialization situation. I mean, that is the way it is. I don't think it's like that she likes a good old socialization situation. I believe that's what she was like kind of born into and what her marriage and her money and her, like it's all based around that. It's like, that's her full-time job. So it's not her chasing that. Like we can name 10 celebrities right now that chase that kind of shit, chase that kind of invite, Rinna being one of them. But Sutton is just one of those people. I, I, this is what I do. I have money. I just get invited to these things. I say, I say, I love it. You know, I'm a, I'm a socialite. Erica walks out of the kitchen and follows Kyle. And Sutton's like, well, I think we can go now. And it's like, okie dokie. Huh, I think it's time to go. And Erica to Kyle is like, I'm sorry. Kyle's like, that's fine. I'm your friend. I'm sorry. Anything I can do, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with your marriage. First off, you're an idiot. Then, like, there even Kyle said there's something wrong with her. Like Eric, Eric is like taking it three steps. I think you guys are great. You're solid as a rock. <laughs> and Kyle goes, I said, I said it's not great right now. It's really not. It's not perfect. I don't know what else to tell you. And Sutton and Cynthia are leaving and Sutton's like, well, that was a buzzkill. I mean, I, I love it. He's like, I just pulled a joint out and then they get all buzzkill it. Like, I won't get it. I, won't, I need to go continue my high. Back to the scene with Erica. Erica's like, I mean, that shit's not okay. And that sister shit was low because you've worked. I know how hard that hurts. You worked on that. And Kyle's like, it's not even my doing. Back to outside, and Cynthia, who I keep forgetting is there, goes, it was going good, then it was going bad, then it was kind of going good, and then it got bad again. And she guides Sutton into her car, and the rest of the guests are calling out, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And then Erica to Kyle's like, thank you, call me if you need me, Kyle. And that, that's what we call empathy, yeah. You be so proud of me, Doc, I... I, I, I basically lied to my friend, said a marriage was great, even though I know it fucking isn't. And then I said, like, call me, <laughs> but I don't keep, I don't, I'm not going to answer baby steps, right? I, at least I offer. That's empathy. Did I do right? This is a good example of empathy. So, Erica, it, this is great. If you look at that storyline of her, you know, being taught what empathy is, she is now being able to put that in action. That's why therapy is good for everybody. But in terms of the story, yeah, we're, we're seeing that little bit of change in Erica. 
Kyle wraps up the evening with asking her help in the kitchen if they've heard the conversation and they're like, oh, no. you know, they asked Kyle if she was okay and said they loved her. Cause at the end of the day, that's what you have is uh, the love of your staff. And Kyle's like, good night. Love you guys. And she kind of like slowly walks up the staircase. It kind of was a sad shot for me. I know it was just like a throwaway shot of her, but it was just like, you know, cause you know, Mauricio's probably out of town. Like, and she's just kind of lumbering to bed. You know, I wonder like how soon she texted or called Morgan afterwards. What's going on? How did tonight go? Anyways, great dinner. Loved it. Uh, the people that were saying, oh, that was, it was great. That was great. Good, good, good stuff. Now it's a new day dawning in Beverly Hills and we were over at Dorit's in the kitchen where Dorit is explaining to two women there with her. And we see my favorites, favorites, Phoenix and Jagger. And, you know, um, Phoenix has the, a little hand like from Wednesday, you know, the thing Dorit's daughter, Phoenix seven is eating her lunch at the kitchen counter with her brother, Jagger nine while holding thing in her hand. Very cute. Uh, you know, the movie Adam's family and the Netflix show Wednesday. Um, and remember Phoenix was Wednesday for Halloween. So she was probably just, st- and also when you get something weird like that as a kid, you kind of get obsessed with it. You're just like, I'm going to take this weird hand with me everywhere. Like I had like in my, my nephew, when he was a baby, he loved the smell of porta potties. I shit you not. So for one Christmas, I bought him a bunch of, um, <laughs> my, his parents did not like this. I bought him a bunch of porta potty, uh, like smells, you know, and he would just, he loved it, loved it. But I appreciate, like, I, I'm trying to think of the weird shit I was in. Oh, that's right. Housewives. Um, but he, he loved it. And you know, Dorit's like, are you doing your best Wednesday right now, Phoenix? And Phoenix is cramming potato chips in her mouth, just like her dad. Hey, you get your love of crisp from me, Phoenix. And Dorit's like, slowly, my love, slowly, please, with your chips, slowly, please. And where should your napkin go? And Phoenix plops it on top of her head. And Dorit's like, cheeky monkey, beep, boop, 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 boop. I love in this household, there's, oh, you're cheeky, you're a cheeky little angel, oh, little jagaloo, and Phoenix, oh, you make my insides warm, you make my heart go three sizes, beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, this lady, the kid's teacher, Mrs. Lepp, goes, everyone's a comedian, and Dorit's like, everyone is a comedian. <laughs> Very weird filler scene, but I love seeing the kids. Now we swing out over to Erica's pool house, and they show a large bowl of lemons in Erica's kitchen. You thought that last scene was kind of bizarre. This scene, truly bizarre too. Leia, her assistant's like, oh, fancy, like we're at Whole Foods or something. And Eric's like, you want to make lemonade? And Leia makes a face kind of like, I, what? I did. We used to do such big things. And Eric's like, I mean, how can we do it? And Leia's like, I don't know. Isn't it lemons and sugar? And Eric is holding a lemon the size of a large grapefruit. And she's like, I don't know. Look on the internet. And Leia's like, I don't know. I'm sure we can find... Do we need to go outside and sell it, she says. And Erica goes, you know what? I don't know how to take that. And I think there's kind of a little bit of a scene of like making lemonade out of lemons, maybe. Like that maybe was it was that like a little message in this of like, we're making do. It was weird. Now we go to Kyle leaving her front door and uh, she's, of course, jogging. She's in her Linda Hamilton Terminator 2 all black She's like, I'm ready for a jog. Let's, I'm ready for a jog. Let's do this. And she jogs over to Anne Marie's house. But you see these shots. Of just, could you imagine driving on the streets of Los Angeles and like, is that Kyle Richards? Like Kelly Bensimone, move on over. Kyle Richards, the runner of Los Angeles. Anyway, she gets to Anne Marie's uh, place and she has another thing where she's like, I'm going to go get the glasses and lemon water. So we just had 
the fucking lemons over at Erica's, the lemons here. And then uh, Kyle says something that I, you know, always my butt puckers when I hear she's like, should we play some pickleball? And, you know, Freddie's like, I love pickleball, you know, and Randall Emmett, huge pickleball fan. Pickleball, whoever is the money behind making pickleball this big, it's it's so, so interesting to me how that sport is expanding. I've never played it. I would play it. I would. It's it, but I just, it's so funny how it's so prevalent now in shows. Anyways, Kyle's like, I'm all right. I'm mediocre. I don't even know the rules of pickleball. I just make sure I hit the ball. So they're talking about pickleball for a second. And they give us these kind of bouncing talking heads. Kyle in a talking head goes, Anne Marie and I are both working moms. We have a lot of in common. We both are competitive and love to work out. We live right down the street from each other. Fascinating. And then Anne Marie in a talking head goes, and we have weird things in common. Like my birthday's the same day as her mom's birthday. Oh my God, no wonder you're on the show. What a cool similarity. Oh my God, what an amazing fact. Kyle in a talking head goes, she does not care what anybody thinks. She speaks her mind. And Marie in a talking head goes, we have the same surgeon. And Kyle in a talking head's like, she's very strong and opinionated. And I love that about her. We're both on anabolic steroids together. Yeah. <laughs> they walk outside past the pool to the pickleball court. And Kyle's like, this is so nice. I'm squared because you have height on me. I'm only 5'2". And Amory's like, I thought you were taller than that. Uh, I have a big personality. And Amory's like, there you go. And they start playing a pickleball game. Amory now tells us her story in a monologue. I'm extremely competitive. Everything I do is kind of innately becomes a competition. I first got into sports when I was five years old. I started running like in a sports day at our school. I raced every single grade all the way up to seventh graders. And then I won that too. Then in high school, I started playing basketball. In 1992, I would walk up and down the street to my high school. I would walk up the street to my high school at six in the morning. The janitor would open up the door for me to the gym and I would have an empty gym all to myself. That's how I would start every single day of my high school career. There is absolutely no coincidence that I ended up with an NFL player. And we had a shot of Marcellus, her husband, uh, playing with her kids, which you guys should look up her husband, Marcellus Wiley. Uh, Some recent events that have gone down that I'm curious to see where they wind up. But I also love this story of, because she's not a professional sports player, but I love the fact that she was like, I woke up every day of high school at 6 a.m. and played sports. And that's why I wound up with my husband, a sports player. Like usually that story ends with, and that's how I got the gold medal in. And she's like, that's how I met a guy who played sports and married him. Um, so that is Anne-Marie's story. Kyle's like, that's literally my favorite game these days. Oh, so many things to recap. And Amory's like, I need to get a full rundown. I'm not going to lie. Well, let me just preface this. this. That's what I like. Your first encounter with all of us. I love Sutton. I really do. I don't know why she's coming for my marriage. And in that way, and doing that to me. Okay. The Ballad of Kyle, the victim, Kyle, you know exactly why this is the show. This is what you're dealing with. Blah, blah, blah. Also this whole, like, I love Sutton, but thing, you know, we've seen that time and time again in housewives. Emery says, I don't understand. Like when we were having dinner, she didn't like want to actually say what it was. Do you know what I mean? Like she was really like talking in circles and like talking around the issue which I totally, Amory's completely right. It's what I said. I think she knows something and she's dancing around it, trying to get somebody else to say something. Um, and Kyle's like, but she wanted to throw it out there, but she didn't want to go all the way with it. Garcelle did. And Amory's like, exactly. Kyle in a talking head says, last night was really upsetting for Sutton to throw these accusations at me. And even Garcelle saying things about my marriage when she's gone through something like this so publicly and knowing how hurtful it is. I was really disappointed. So what does that mean though? Because Garcelle's, what is something like this publicly? Cheating is what Garcelle went through. So are you finally admitting that 
this is what Mauricio cheated and you're going that Garcelle went you're going through the same thing Garcelle did. So are you saying that? Like producer, ask a follow-up. Like this is what we're talking about. Let's get it out. Amory says, I definitely want to get to know Sutton more because I feel like we didn't get too much time to chat. But now we know, even seeing next week's preview, that Amory's gonna kind of like antagonize Sutton. So that's probably where this is headed. And Kyle's like, she was too focused on trying to ruin my poor life. Ha. Huh? In another part of town, Crystal Sutton are meeting at the Six restaurant for lunch. Garcelle also joins them. And finally, Denise. So everybody's sitting down. Denise finally looks normal, sounds normal. We're back to the old Denise. Garcelle in a talking head goes, this Denise right here looks like she's gliding through the wind. She's calm. She's composed. She looks beautiful. Not like the weed dinner. dinner. And the producers do a side-by-side of her today and her at the weed party. It's really, really funny. And Denise is like, how are you girls doing? And the server arrives and they order hot water with lemon. Another scene with fucking lemon. What does it all mean? This is when, you know, I've gone too deep. I've like recapped too many shows of like, oh my God, the lemon. If they did three lemon scenes, it's, uh oh, that means the apocalypse. This is like the three horsemen, the three horsemen of the apocalypse, but it's lemon scenes. Garcelle goes, so the other day I heard a commercial. What's it called? Uh, neuropathy. Because I, I never heard that word other than from you, Sutton. And they're saying some people are so severe, they amputate. Denise is like, why are you telling her that right now? Crystal in a talking head goes, Garcelle and I haven't even had a sip of my cocktail. And I don't want to talk about her feet. I don't want to talk about the amputation. Thank God Garcelle's not a doctor. Oh, you have a headache? It's probably a brain tumor. And Sutton in the scene goes, well, I'm getting better with my nerves, my gabapetin. You know, they are healing. And Crystal's like, how did that even come up yesterday? And Sutton's like, well, Kyle kind of said, I don't know if it's one drink or five drinks, you know, and then your foot medication. And Denise is like, Kyle was judging drinking with you? Exactly, Denise Richards. Why? Well, splits and ponytails on the ceiling. And Garcelle goes sweeping the dance floor with her coochie. They flash back to a 2021 party with Kyle, really going for it with the splits, the hair rolling, the whole Kyle Richards bit. Garcelle laughs, goes, we've all seen it. Crystal goes, why do you think Kyle points it out to you and not Erica then when she does that? And son's like, well, I don't know, Crystal. And Crystal's like, but I do think though, I'm going to say this because we're friends, that throwing her sisters in there, that was that was hard. And son's like, yeah, that was a low blow. And Crystal's like, yeah, I love that Crystal actually does. That's great. Like, it's great when a friend like, call, like, listen, I am your friend. But that was that was weird. Like, that's a great friend right there. Jumping back to Anne-Marie's house, I was like, that was the nail on the coffin, what she said about the sister thing. Because that was designed to hurt. But also, you were designed to hurt about bringing up Sutton's esophagus problems and all the, you know, that's also a hurtful thing. Kyle goes, that was her. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. And she makes like the stabbing motion. And Amory's like, yeah, what were you supposed to do with that? Kyle and Natalia goes, I don't know if it's something that's going on with her personally or if she has some issue with me, but I think she needs to stop thinking about my own life and focus on hers. And it's like, Kyle, first off, you know this show better than anybody else. And it's like, no, we need to focus on both. Well, I think we have room for both. And I got to say, really loving the way your storyline's going. I don't know how much farther we can go with foot problems. <laughs> like, well, we did a four pot reunion and most of it was about my foot problems and me not being able to swallow sweat, spit with my esophagus and Santos. Kyle goes, Sutton says she has this thing wrong with her small esophagus. And Amber's like, you know, like I'm in healthcare. That's why I'm wondering what it is. And Kyle's like, well, can you live without eating? I can't even believe this is a conversation. And Amber's like, no, of course you can't. Kyle's like, I'm trying. Kyle's like, well, she said last night, well, you know, I have a small esophagus. How dare you rat her small esophagus? She has the most 
beautiful, tiny, dainty, small esophagus, you guys. Sun's esophagus, I just think, it's like the Mona Lisa. I think it's so beautiful. I know Kyle's trying to slam it and make fun of it, but I think it's just the most beautiful esophagus I've ever seen. They flash back to the previous night where Sun's like, and you know that I have an esophagus, you know, the esophagus, you know, you know that, Kyle. And Kyle's like, I know, you told me that. I love the thought of Kyle just randomly calling Kyle like, well, Kyle, you know, I'm dealing with these lot of stuff. My husband possibly going to London. And of course, I got that esophageal, the esophagus problem. So I'd love to talk to you for an hour about that, you know. Um, Amory goes, well, I know, but small esophagus, does it hurt when she eats? Does she get like acid reflux when she eats? Does she have like a sphincter issue? And Kyle laughs because she's in the third grade. And Amory goes, no, I'm serious. Does she have like an esophageal sphincter issue or something? I do anesthesia. This is what I do. Like, I'm going to have to ask her this. Well, Amory, yeah, ask her this. Maybe not Kyle. And Kyle's like, I don't know. And Amory in a talking head goes, I'm a nurse anesthesia. anesthesia. <laughs> Listen, I went to ASU, folks. I don't even know how to say this. Uh, when and Amory's like, when we put something to sleep for surgery, we put a tube down their throat. So I know airway anatomy. That's my jam amazing and cause like i don't remember the word sphincter i thought your sphincter was in your butt <laughs> marisa's like love bean can we have sphincter sex love bean it's been a while since we've had sphincter sex please love bean please the tattoos is so hot i want to do sphincter stuff with you uh she laughs because it's insane and amory's like i know there's sphincters in many parts of your body and cause like i didn't know that and amory's like there's an esophageal sphincter even if your esophagus is small you chew your food it goes down your esophagus all mushed up so why does it matter the size of your esophagus i mean you're not a snake you don't swallow a strawberry and like see it go down your esophagus and kyle's like ha, you're not a snake i don't know we're back over at the six and Garcelle to Denise goes, how did you feel about Kyle's dinner? And Denise laughs like, oh my God. And Sutton's like, well, you went for Erica. She points like, you went for Erica. And Chris was like, oh yeah, what was that about? And Denise's like, well, we had a dinner party and they were talking about threesomes with my kids at the other table. And Sutton's like, yeah, your kids were around. Flashback to 2019, this scene where Erica's like, I've never been with a girl. I've been a couple. I've been with a couple. Says so like, well, what's the difference? And Eric's like, well, there's a penis and two vaginas. And there's a table of young girls next to them all turn their heads and look. And Chris is like, what the hell? And Garza's like, so what would you like for her to say? And Denise is like, just to acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Just Denise's voice is totally normal. Just acknowledge it. Just to say, you know what? I feel bad about it. I'm really sorry. Otherwise, she's just a mean ass bitch. And Garcelle's like, oh God. And Denise is like, sorry. And Sutton laughs. I will say this is a weird scene too, though, but we dealt with that issue. I believe this was already a storyline in 2019 and we kind of dealt with this. So I don't know, like, I didn't expect it to be this. I thought she truly was lumping Erica in with Rinna and it was kind of like, periphery damage but i didn't realize it was still this moment and also i i don't know so denise you kind of lost me again another beautiful day in la brings us back to pk and dorit's house and pk's like dorit and she's like baby can you bring me a cup of tea baby i'm already one step ahead of you <laughs> oh i think i poured a little bit too much milk people bobby boo -boo. just tell me if i need to redo it because i know you Hey, if I made your drink wrong, I wouldn't hear the end of it. Honey, you haven't made my drink right, huh, ever. In fact, when have you ever made me a drink? Hey, this is actually fine. I like this tea. It's good. It's good. Let's go upstairs, my love. I haven't even, like, caught you up on Kyle's party. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And he's like, oh, yeah. Hey, how was it? I don't know. I don't know. 
something's definitely going on with Kyle and Mo. She's voiced it, but I haven't spoken to her about it really in detail. And we get a flashback to their car ride together on Pretty Woman Day three weeks earlier, and Dreet talking to Kyle, and Dreet's like, how are things with you and Mo? Uh, I feel like I needed a little freedom. Uh, freedom and some space. Also, Morgan's code name is Freedom. Ha <laughs> ha. No, PK's like, I think Mo's very busy at the moment, honey. He's on a global domination track. Uh, he's on a global domination track. Yeah, he's trying to dominate that pussy. He's traveling the whole time and I'll get it. I'll get it. It's what puts pressure on us. And I always, I'm always away a lot. I like PK lumping him. I'm on a global domination track as well. Boy, George is blowing up. It's crazy. If Kyle is going through something, just be a good friend to her, Dorit. Oh my God, absolutely. Dorit in the talking head goes, I'm not surprised that Kyle acted so strongly defending her marriage. And they pop that foursome picture up on the screen with Dorit, PK, Kyle, and Mo. Remember, they were like buds. They were like vacation together and shit like that. And I would love to delve more into this with Dorit about feeling like on the outside with Kyle. Because Kyle seems like she's pushed a lot of people away, except for like Morgan and a handful of other people. But Dorit is on the outside. And I also think that's because Dorit is on this show. And that has affected things. Because Kyle's like, I'm not going to really confide because it's also tricky with the PK-Mo relationship. You know? So she can't really come clean to Dorit. It's really, if Kyle was like fully honest with all this, it would be the best, most amazing season ever. I've known Kyle a long time. It's clear that something is not right at home. But that's what Kyle did. To come at Kyle like Sutton and Garcelle did. Something felt a little bit dirty about it. And Drake goes, you know, PK, I wanted to talk to you about homeschooling. I was like, that could have gone anywhere. (laughs) But it was like, nope, homeschooling. I want to know how you feel about it. And PK's like, Babe, you know my view on this. I brought up three kids before I met you. School and mixing with kids and being a whole part of the whole environment is enormously important for their growth. And I would view you keeping them in homeschool until they're 18. Not 18, PK, but I was thinking 14. No, no, no. And Dorina Natagoneos, during the pandemic, we decided to homeschool our kids. I've created a classroom. Teachers come to the house. The kids are thriving. They show us Jagger and Phoenix Homes classroom. It's full of homemade artwork. I feel like I could learn in this environment. I Do they have any kind of like community college classes at Dorit's house? I would love to take a lesson there of some sort. We get a flashback to a school lesson where a teacher's holding a book and saying like, covers tell you a lot about a book. And little Jagaloo's like, covers are probably the most important part of a book. And I was just like, I like the Fifty Shades of Grey cover. They have like little ties and it looks like something you would tie up somebody because the book deals with this and him. Uh, Dariq <laughs> Dari continues in a talking head. They love their teachers. They really do with the one-on-ones. And Dorit in this scene goes, PK, I'm the one who's with them every single night. When I have expressed... That I think it would be good for them to transition back into public school. You have to hear what they say. And PK's like, I understand that. It's really lovely. But it's not also really a consideration for whether or not they stay in homeschool or not. Because I'm saying the school days are the best days in your life. And I don't want those kids to not experience going to school. Do you understand me? So we have to talk about that. And he's like, that's true. If you're actually here. Kind of like you're not here enough. But I will say, I kind of agree with PK. 
Uh, I mean, the homeschooling looks like it's great, but the socialization aspect, um, you know, my nephew was homeschooled here and there at times. And I do think that socialization, even, you know, it's so scary to send your kids to school, I would imagine. And just like the thought of them potentially getting bullied or who they're around. I mean, it seems like such a gamble when you think about it and really go down that road. But at the same time, you get so much out of it as well. When I think back of meeting the people and getting involved in musical theater for me, I mean, it really did change the course of my life. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard. I can see both sides, but I do. Um, I do think it is important. And Dorit and I talking to goes, when PK travels, I feel like a single mom. He's not involved with the kids. He doesn't know their needs. He doesn't deal with teachers. And then just wants to swoop in and tell me what's best for the kids. Dorit now negotiating. What about another year? No, Dorit. I understand you've been through a really traumatic thing with your putster. Your, you know, your, your PTSD, your putster. And also you have a lot of fear in you that isn't rational. Now, I think we could have found a better way to say all of that because Dorit looks at him like he's insane. And if I think you're going down the wrong avenue, Dorit, I'm going to tell you. And ladies and gentlemen, may I present Berlin. Take my breath away. You're not thinking rationally. And Dorit in the talking head, very sarcastic, like, thank God PK has all the answers. Don't know what I'd do without him. And PK is like, I've heard you say to Jagger, when you don't think I'm listening, you say, hey, if you go to college, mommy's going to live on the campus and you're not getting married. I've heard you say all those things. And Dorit's like, I didn't say you're not getting married. I didn't say that to Jagaloo. Point is, a lot of this is coming from your need and desire for those kids to be with you and close to you at all times, right? And you have to at least own that element of this conversation. And Dorit and Dorit goes, here we are, <laughs> almost a year and a half post-home invasion. And he's still not getting the gravity of the situation. And what has happened? I lived a moment where my kids' lives were over. I saw it in my head. That does something to a person. And yet, he can't understand. Now, Dorit's right. That's horrifying. Also, PK is not Dorit. And we all have like different reactions to things. PK obviously does not have the same reaction to any of this Dorit does. Some people are blessed that way, that they can move on from like really traumatic events. And also he wasn't there that night and he wasn't there the second time either. It just seems like these things happen just to Dorit and not to PK in weird. Uh, but, you know, there, uh, you know, just because you don't feel something and you're not scared of the world in a certain way, you can't then expect your your wife to feel the same way you feel, especially when she's the one that went through it. And you know about Dorit, these kids are everything to her. So it's a really tough situation that I, 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 I'm sure it is frustrating for PK because he wants to move forward, but the human condition isn't like that. Dorit goes, if there was the slightest element of it that I thought was not good for them, I would change it. What is right for them and what's best for them is always at the forefront of my mind. Always. But it's hard, though, because also at the forefront is Dorit having extreme paranoia and trauma. And, you know, that leads to good decision making, but it can also lead to some not so good decision making. We end that scene and we zoom over to Rocco's on WeHo, Rocco's WeHo in Santa Monica Boulevard in the middle of Boys Town. And Erica is meeting with Mikey, the Erica's creative director. Mikey's like, hi, how are you? I'm so glad we're here. Mikey's lips do you notice particularly always look like the lips just specifically just got out of the shower they're always just wet like, i'm like always just like wipe that shit down dude it's like not living it's just like wet lips like did you just do a lip shower 
And Eric's like, me too. This place must get popping. I was actually at Rocco's last Wednesday after the DirecTV event, and it does get popping. There was like a drag show. It was like a very full. And Mikey's like, it really does get popping. The last time I was here for a Christmas show, which made me think all of the Christmas shows that we did together. And they show a photo of Erica and the dancers posing in front of a tree for a show in 2014 and 2015. And Mikey's like, every venue with a stage on this boulevard. We have slithered through, and I want I want that back so badly. I feel like this is like the first scene of a <laughs> like a Disney film where, like, all of a sudden a genie, genie gets you know presented of like, how badly do you want it back, Erica? Well, I'm gonna grant you three wishes. I wish I was back in gay club shoving my puss in men's faces. Anyways, Erica's like, it's time to turn the page. Erica and I talking and goes. I love performing so much. I miss performing. I miss having that connection with the audience, you know, that exchange of energy. Fuck. I'd be like, I, Hey, you did. I didn't know. I didn't sign up for any exchange of energy. I'm just here to watch the show. My God. They show a video clip when all the ladies went to see her show and Kyle's dancing, doing that ponytail twirl. Erica continues in a talking head. The only time I'm truly present in life is when I'm on stage. And the producer goes, the only time in life where you feel present is when you're on stage. Yeah, that and sex, but good sex, not bad sex. You know what I mean? And she rolls her eyes. Okay. First off, gross. Um, I love, I love the seriousness in which Erica considers herself a performer. Um, <laughs> it's just, I truly think it's one of those beautiful minds where she's fractured a uh, proper way of thinking that she is a global superstar. And, that she is such a insanely good performer and uh, yeah, but like, you know, go on, do your thing, man. Like tour it up. Like, honestly, like, great, good. Whatever, get, whatever gets you through. Mikey's like, I'm super glad we're getting back to the Erica Jane project, the pretty mess project, whatever we're calling it. Erica orders a dirty martini. She's like, no, vermouth. <laughs> like, you just mean straight vodka. And Mikey orders the same thing. And Mikey's like, but yeah, you need the right room with the right capacity where you can just do your thing. And like, have a residency. By the way, this scene, they already know they have the fucking Vegas residency. So this is like a bullshit scene. The fucking manager scene from last week, also bullshit. They already know they have this residency. So this is what this is leading up to the Vegas residency. Uh, Eric and I talking to goes, Alexis, my manager has got me a couple meetings with Live Nation. <laughs> it wouldn't be great. If like, oh, I, I thought she just wanted to work at her website, like just sell tickets. No, about a possible residency in Las Vegas. And Erica and Mikey goes, give me a place to live and give me something to do. I'm a performer. Erica continues in a talking head. I've always loved Las Vegas. By the fifth grade, I was like, wow, what's this magical place that was open 24 hours a day? Showgirls, costumes, and money? And all the steak and the lobster. I love that she included the steak and the lobster. And also the fifth grade, little little Erica, Muppet baby Erica is like, Steak and lobster, yeah, I'm little Erica Jane. Mikey goes, if you could have a show like Crazy Horse Paris, I mean, how long have we talked about that? Years, years. Creating new music, creating a show, mounting a show, as you know, is really, that's a really big thing. A big thing. It's a tedious thing, but it's the most fun. So rewarding. I'm sorry. There's nothing like that. Eric and I talking to him goes, What I love most in life is the pursuit. I'm a hunter by nature. 
and I always have been. And why wouldn't I hunt the biggest game? I don't want to hunt warthogs. I want to hunt elephants. And I'm not an elephant hunter, so I don't want to hear it, okay? It's all up here. <laughs> oh, the way Erica's describing herself this episode cracks me. I'm like... I'm like, uh, I'm like Steve Irwin. I hunt, I hunt the waters. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like, I hunt big game. So overly inflated how she thinks about herself. I want to hunt. (laughs) I mean, listen, you know, you know, I mean, like that's manifestation, I guess. I don't You know me, I'm a hunter. I hunter be hunting. I'm on camouflage. I like to drop me off in the woods. I can survive. I like Rambo. Yeah. I put like green paint on my face. I love it. Mikey gives a toast. He's like, to 2023. Here's you and me. Here's to me and you. Here we go. Wow. They really gave us a lot of olives. They did. They gave like five olives on these drinks. Erica's like, they're going to bloat me with all the salt. Um, so yeah, Erica Jane, we're leading up to the Vegas residency, which remember they have like a two part docuseries Bravo's releasing bet it all on blonde. And it was like, so self-serious. I gotta tell you, I'm really excited to watch that because I love things that take itself way too seriously. And it looks like it does. And I'm like, I am so here for that. And that's why never let people tell you the way in which you enjoy these shows, enjoy it, how you enjoy it. If you want to just take it for what they show you. But if you want to read behind the lines, that's a great way. If you want to laugh at it, that's great. So many great ways to watch these shows. Now, we end this week's episode. We are at Tree People, which is uh, the entrance is on Coldwater Canyon in Los Angeles. This great this scene takes place at Fryman Canyon, which is one of the places I used to hike all the time. In fact, I remember seeing them film a scene. God, for Housewives, probably about nine or 10 years ago when I was married, actually. And I remember getting early for like a Saturday morning hike and they were filming a scene. I've seen Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin at Fryman. I've seen Steve Martin at Fryman, also in a real house. <laughs> no, but I've seen it, but I love that this was a Fryman. It's a beautiful hike. Um, you know, sometimes not as hard of a hike as I, I used to like, but it, it's beautiful. And you actually see uh, some of it in this. And I was really thrilled. Kyle's stretching outside. She's like, hello. I thought I, I get used to this hair. I thought, who is this cute girl? Because Dorit, she sees Dorit while stretching. Dorit's like, wait, we're working out? Huh, do you have your wedding band on? <laughs> so uh, Dorit is a little like kind of putting it out there. But she's also mocking the other woman, women saying that like sudden, but also kind of like, hey, uh, I, I haven't forgotten, you know? And uh, I think that's interesting. Dorit is also speculating. And Kyle's like, oh my God. And he's like, I need to make sure. Otherwise, I'm going to start some rumors, Kyle. I'm wearing a band. I mean, it's so stupid. So how crazy was that the other night? I love it. She's like, I'm wearing a band. But in reality, it's like, yeah, we've already split up. <laughs> you know, how you doing? Can I hack with you guys? She stopped me. It's me, Morgan Wade. Um. Anyways. They're talking about how insane the other night was. And Kyle's like, I mean, first of all, they were just saying because she saw a ring she's never seen before. Do you know how many pieces of jewelry she hasn't seen? We cut to two days earlier at the weed dinner and says like, well, you haven't been wearing your wedding ring. And Kyle's like, right, it's in the bank, my big diamond. And says like, well, you know, all these things kind of add up. Now, back in this scene, he's like, I was trying to understand what the hell you were trying to say because the point, it's very clear. When somebody says she's in denial, and I mean, it's very clear. Well, she's suggesting that you're trying to hide something, Kyle. I know. That was really a low blow. 
that is a low blow. But Dorit's also kind of like, but is it true? Tell me. You can tell me I'm a good friend. And suddenly a voice says, I hear the words low blow. And Dorit's like, Kim, ladies and gentlemen, Kim Richards runs up and hugs Kyle. And Kim's like, look at you. That is so nice. And they hug for a long moment. And then Kim hugs Dorit. And I will say, Kim was at that Kathy Hilton direct TV party last week. And there's that one photo of her that, you know, she's just all in black and she like kind of pops out and she's doing these weird poses. And I, you know, listen, everybody was memeing it and I, I wanted to as well. And, you know, it's, it's weird. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sentimental and sometimes I get uh, overly empathetic about certain people. And I, I think I'm that way with Kim right now because Kim's, you know, had so many issues through the years and trying to get over so many things. And, and it was such a funny pose. And I was like, oh my God, I could reuse this image again and again. You know, there were like a mountain of jokes that went through my head when I saw it. Cause you're like, like, oh, you do Baba Duke jokes and you could do, you know, nightmare fuel and you could do all of these bits with it. But at the same time, I was like, I just don't want to, I don't want us all to make fun of her so much that she doesn't, that it throws whatever she's doing for, that it, that it sets her back. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's such a pussy way of me. Like I know, I should be like, well, fuck that. But no, I don't know the Kim thing, but I will tell you, there's a couple things in this we'll talk about, but so anyways, Kyle's like, Kim's my relationship is in a good place. She knows that I'm going through a really hard time and she's been very supportive this last year. Now the ladies begin to walk on the hike and he's like, what's going on? Grandbabies are here. And Kim's like, that's pretty much it. I really haven't left the house since lockdown. Fortunately for me, I really use the time to work more on myself. Sure. And then, you know, I started coloring and I found, and this is when I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? You started coloring? And Dorit's like, wait, coloring? And I was like, Dorit, that's what I said in my mind. And then Kyle goes, on the walls. And Kim's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? On the walls? And Kyle on a talking head goes, Kim went through a really hard time during the pandemic. She was one of those people who did not leave her home. Oh, oh you mean like how they recommended for us not to leave? Kyle's like, I was out a lot. <laughs> Kyle goes, well, what the heck is that? Oh, Kim shows Kyle phone pics of her mur murals that she's, she's literally coloring on her walls. And, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't work at the agency, but I think that's not to be, not gotta be good for property value. Um, and he was like, uh, what the heck is that? And Kim's like, it's my animals and it is good. It's good. And Kyle's like, it's actually pretty good. Kim, like, why do you know how to do this all of a sudden? And Kim's like, I don't know. Kyle and it continues in a talking head. So for me to see her painting and out socializing with people, that makes me happy. It makes me happy too. Kim goes, I really love doing it. And I even said, Kathy, tell Paris if she wants anything on the walls for Phoenix, I will be down to do that. And Dreed's like, yes. Oh, oh, tell Paris I said I as well. Also, that is fascinating because Paris and Love season two, they don't even, they, don't, they didn't have the baby's room decorated yet because the baby was a surprise for everybody and they didn't want to tip anybody off. But I would love, I would have loved a scene with Kim in Paris and Love where she's just coloring the baby's walls. And uh, Kyle's like, have you seen the baby yet, Phoenix? And Kim's like, yeah. And Kyle's like, you did? And, and she's like, yeah, so cute. Uh, you can tell this bothers Kyle a little bit because Kyle has not been able to. We got to a previous previous unshown scene a month earlier where Kyle goes, I still can't believe I found out through my Instagram that Paris had a baby. And Mo chuckles, I love being that's That's a little weird, but uh, yeah. 
You know, that's how deep this relationship thing goes. At the dinner table, also a month previously, we cut to where Kyle's like, so are you guys going to go visit to her daughters? And Alexia, 26, goes, I don't know, mom. I have a hard time not doing that with you. It just feels weird to me. And Kyle's like, listen, you guys have your own relationship. And I always want you to have that like that. You know, I don't want you guys to get involved with our stuff. Kyle continues in the talking dead. My sister and my nieces are a package deal. So if Kathy and I have an argument, instead of it just being between us, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm cut off from everybody. And that for me is the hardest part, honestly, more than anything. And uh, it is interesting. And it just shows you how Kathy operates, you know, um, but how Kyle will probably is so intimidated by her sister that she wouldn't reach out to Paris because she knows Kathy would be livid about that. It's really this whole fast. It's so fascinating in this family. Kyle's like, oh God, look how pretty she is. And Kim's like, you know what? This reminds me of where we grew up. They're looking at the scenery now of the hike. And Dorit's like, this is too cute. Take a picture. I'll take it. Look back. And, you know, she takes a beautiful picture of Kyle and Kim. Dorit goes, I love the relationship between your girls. And Kim's like, because you're not like cousins. They're like sisters. And Dorit's like, yes. And Kyle's like, they, that don't fight. And Kim's like, I just, I do believe I'm going to get emotional. Life is just too short to fight. It's just like, it's not worth it. Sorry. It just bothers me. And Kim begins to cry and Kyle hugs her and dude's like, Oh, I love this. You guys. And Kim's like, I want you guys to fix it somehow. You and Kathy, I want you to fix it. I just, it, 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 life can be so short. And I was like, I don't know how it even got here. And it got to this degree and I was having a good time with her and good intentions, wanting her to be in this group. I don't really know how this happened. Well, I mean, I do. You didn't stand up for her. You brought Rena into that last scene where Rena was like, you're not going to get away with it, Kathy. It was just too much. And you knew it. You knew it. Kim goes, both of you could have done something a little differently, but in the moment, you don't see that. And so I don't think either one was basically wrong or not wrong. I don't want to get into that too heavy, but I think we all can make different decisions and everything is a lesson. Kyle and I talking there goes, when I think about all the time we are losing right now with babies coming into the family, we can normally all be together during these times. We'd all be close, you know, with these kids, like we were with our kids when our kids were all growing up. And that makes me sad. Kyle in this scene goes, sometimes you have to take a little step back and then wait until it's the right time. And Kim's like, but you don't let so much time go that makes so much resentment. Great. Actually, sage advice. Next time on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we have Garcelle to her son, Jade, and Jade's girlfriend, Ashlyn. Well, and I'll be like, Jade, hey, you want to watch a movie? And he'll be like, I'm talking on the phone to Ashlyn. And Ashlyn stares and smiles at Jade. And then Garcelle in the talking head's like, Jade is definitely spitten, smitten. I want this relationship to go real slow. Then we see a scene with Sutton to her boutique staff of like, hey, uh, four years later, Sutton concept, we're still here. You know, I eat lunch in the middle of the day in the actual boutique, but we're still here. I bought everybody a lot of weed to celebrate. No. No, anyways, he said, we're going to celebrate this. And then we have Sutton's boutique party. Lots of guests arriving. And Sutton's like, hi, Dolce and Gabbana. And Garcelle's like, the name's Garcelle. And Sutton's like, then we see a scene with Sutton and Doris. And Sutton, Sutton and Doris. And Sutton's like, well, you have been gossiping about me behind my back, I see, I see. And that's why I got to kill you, Santos. No, she's like, that. I heard you've been saying I have a drinking problem, which is totally untrue. And Doris's like, from me? And Sutton's like, you're not my doctor, what? Oh no, this is a scene with Amory. You're not my doctor. What? And Amory's like, I get it, but you're saying things that don't make sense. 
go yell at me, Anne-Marie. Why am I having a doctor's appointment right now? And Anne-Marie's like, that's so condescending. Oh, and that is this week's episode, you guys. Thank you so much. And thank you. I know, I know this show is long. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it brings a little bit of light to your day, even though we get a little snarky, we get a little mean. Um, and also go back and listen to past episodes. We do a lot of great interviews on here and uh, I really, really love being able to do this and do this with you guys and for you guys and for myself, if I'm being honest. And uh, yeah, do all the things, Patreon reviews. And remember you are at a weekend. So use this time to recharge, spend time with your family and friends, tell people you love them. Uh, because as Kim says, uh, life is, it, it is too short. Uh, eat something great, drink something good, spend some time by yourself, watch TV, read a book, listen to music, dance like no one's watching or dance with somebody. And then join me bright and early on Monday for an all new pop culture roundup. And we will be with you here every day. I love you guys. Bye. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Batches.